0: this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Alright, this
1: is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans, that's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey! Hey, folks. Welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. Um, I don't know where we want to start, but since we were we talking before the, before, the uh, before I pressed record and we were in a good uh, groove, I guess we should start here. Uh yes. We don't know what the hell is going on with Bray Wyatt and Bray Wyatt's potential tenure with WWE, or second uh, stint with WWE. Um, apparently, he no-showed Matt Square Garden um, this past weekend or last week. And people don't know whether or not he's in or out or what, and it's kind of weird. Um, and then me and Rich came to the conclusion... I don't know what's real or what to talk about or speculate about, but Rich said, "Well, we could always just, you know, evaluate what he, what he has done on WWE television <laughs> since he's since he's returned to the E." And uh, I I lit up because I was like, "That's even more fun than specul than record speculation." So let's get it. Um, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Uh,
0: so so you before, say you want to call this audit? So yes, the Bray Wyatt go. audit. Um, and fitting since his dad is IRS. Uh, we audit his child uh, and bring him to the stage. Um, so we did One Nation Radio on October 10th of last year. Uh, and that, uh, you, you had some, James?
1: Yes. Uh, is IRS an anti-Semitic gimmick? I mean. Ern our shyster?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um what? Yeah, you know, you raise a solid point and we know this man likes to um, you know, take out his uh problems with the world uh via wrestling. We we saw uh the fake Antifa group uh, just a couple years right. ago. Retribution. You know? Yeah. Um IRS uh anti-Semitic gimmick. You know? I think they might have slid that one past us, James.
1: I don't know so much of slid, there, so much. I was a kid and had no idea what the fuck the term shyster meant and came from.
0: Boy. Okay. So Bray Wyatt, um, we did the show. He came back at Extreme Rules. So after months and months of that uh, White Rabbit stuff, they were playing the Jefferson Airplane song.
1: One of arenas the arenas were you know, lighting up, versions, so you know.
0: Yeah, I, I can't yeah.
1: keep keep look. I don't these seventies white rock bands. I, I don't know. I'm sorry. Like I don't have. I don't know how know all the. I don't when the bands turn over and change names and members drop and pick up. Like I got. Look, only thing I got for you is like Fleetwood Mac and Queen. <laughs> I ain't got much <laughs> else for you as far as following like those careers.
0: Um. And then, like, they're too cheap to license the song for him. So they don't give him the song for his entrance music when he comes back. It's kind of like a viral campaign they they run. And, man, when he came back, you would have thought that, like, we were getting just, like, the next, the second. You would have thought Jesus Christ himself came down and decided to be a pro wrestler and the way people were acting in these comment sections, like they were, they were just attacking anyone that just didn't understand it or, or anything like that. It was, it was, it was quite sickening really. And this was like the, uh, the height of, Oh, the triple H is just going to fix everything. Vince didn't understand the Fiend And think of all the stuff that happened with, with Bray Wyatt and the fiend and all that. Like we've got tons of stinker matches, tons of career, uh, altering uh, people people interacting with him and having their careers altered forever. What's up Seth Rollins? Um, they had him out there getting squashed by Goldberg and that sent them into hysterics. I think we found that very funny. Um, they did the firing and he was you know just hanging out for a year and you know never appeared anywhere else comes back and James I, I think we called it nothing would happen. It was more mystery box bullshit. He came out there and he sold some merch, popped some quarter hours, either by appearing or not appearing on the show. James, it is March now. That's that's just over five, maybe six months ago. And I don't know what we really have except a couple goofy videos of him wearing a wig on his head Him introducing his brother to take all the bumps for him, the Uncle Howdy shit, and like just some of the the most the QR codes, all the lore, the director of lore, uh, I believe his name is Rob Fee, um, that was basically sending out all these snarky, condescending tweets to everybody, just thinking he he basically you know was about to revolutionize wrestling and. I'm sorry, man. The director of lore is not going to be the one that saves this business. Um, Bray Wyatt is not going to be the one that saves this business. And we've been telling you this since 2013. This is a charlatan. This is a scammer. This is a carny. But at the end of the day, he got to take that rapist money. So Bray Wyatt, actually good. What what he, he do? L.A. Night, he had a match with, with Soda that was in the, in the dark. Literally, like Dev dancing in the dark—that's what
1: he was doing. <laughs> dancing in the dark. Wow. Um. Yeah, man. It's. I would say that it's a lot because, like, there has been a lot of bullshit, but it ultimately, like, you you pretty much summarize it pretty well. Like, there ain't really been much, even though there has been a lot. It's weird. Like, it's been a lot Just of like TV insane time. promos,
0: batshit insane promos. Yeah,
1: like this man was able to. This man was able to trick people into or or. Uh, more yes. like directly. Uh he was able to trick Vince in Triple H into having a feud with himself, which he then turned into a feud with his brother, which then turned into not a feud with either one. Um I, I don't know um what like goes into all of this stuff. All I know is the end product of all this stuff when it ends up getting aired on TV ultimately is unsatisfying. And leads to more questions than answers. And there's never any answers. And that's what I've always been saying about Bray Wyatt since 2013. Is that when are we going to get to the point? When is he going to get to the fucking point? And when he came back, I was like, you know what's going to happen. He's going to give you a, a, a nice starting sp- starting spot for people. And they're going to get intrigued because the dude is charismatic and a great talker. Absolutely. But ultimately, he's not going to be able to deliver the goods of... Um, of a satisfying conclusion to whatever it is he's doing because he never had before. So why would he do it now? Um, I'd I'd like to
0: give a shout out to all the top stars who avoided working with him Uh, to Seth Rollins, who actually went on the record and basically like gave the game away about what the top of the card thinks about this man is hard to work with him, It's hard to work with the character and everyone else that I, I think if you're stuck wrestling Bray Wyatt, like that means you're not a star, you know, uh, but if you are a star, you actually can say, no, I'm not doing
1: that. Yeah. And. Think of some of the like.
0: It's been how long he's had one televised match, right? Yes, and then so like you you were going to tell me he was going to head into a feud. They They were going to pitch him to Brock. They were going to pitch him to. They they shot an angle for Lashley. Yes. All this tells me is you actually had no plan when you brought him back.
1: Long term, probably not. As far as like we bring you in and we know where you're going to do at WrestleMania. No, I don't think (coughs) they actually had a plan. And I also think that's the reason why Brock was like, "Oh, you tried to get me to work with you in 2016." I said, "No, uh, I'm not. I'm not wrestling this guy." No, not doing it. Uh, So, you know, they came up with that goofy, uh, you know, way to get out of that to where, like, Lashley loses, gets the ass beat, and then gets rewarded with a WrestleMania match or whatever. Um, And it's, like, do you, like, do you want to see Bob, obviously no answer is fuck no, right? But, like, can you think of, like, a worse pairing for a WrestleMania match than, than Bobby Lashley and Bray Wyatt?
0: Somebody that's as hard of a worker as Bobby Lashley.
1: I mean, amongst, like, so, let me phrase it: amongst people that actually like bring value to the company, are actually like people that are actually like hard workers and good. Like, if you want to say almost, yes, almost will, will suck worse. Yes, but I mean, like people that are actually like players on the roster. I
0: think the Lashley thing is such a, um, like a mismatch, right? Because. His character's not really that interesting to play off of. Like he's a big muscle man, he's kind of angry. And you know, they had Wyatt doing like a comedy kind of spin to it, but like and, and Lashley being a straight man is, I guess, how you would react to that, right? Yeah. But just talking about in the ring, like, they can't do anything together. I know Wyatt's not gonna want to like get suplexed a bunch of times. Um I know Lashley isn't really the, there's nothing really for Wyatt to do to Lashley, aside put him in a chin, uh, aside from putting him in a chin lock or something like that. So like, I just find them very incompatible. And then like yeah. you think about like his career, like all right, let's, let's say they were gonna do the House of Horrors match or whatever the fuck they called the thing he did with Cena. The, the uh, I,
1: I forgot what it's called. House of Horrors was the one with Orton in that abandoned, in oh, that abandoned okay. house.
0: They, in the, the Firefly Funhouse match. Yeah, so that's if, what if they were going to do that, like, what can they really put on there for Lashley? Like, they're going to put them like going to TNA. They can't use Trump. Um,
1: <laughs> so like, what well, like, what were they going to do? Could, they just won't.
0: Yeah, they they know better now.
1: Yeah, um, yeah they they're trying to hide that connection, even though yeah. like I can go on the internet and type in like you know McMahon mm-hmm. family in Oval Office and and see what pops up. Yeah, it's amazing like, when it's like you can you see what could pop up for certain people, but certain people it's like, oh, we don't want to put him in the hall of fame. It's this particular time because what might pop up if you put in the image search
0: or Google. I'm glad search. you mentioned the you Hall of know. Fame. Something I don't have don't have written, Ray Mysterio. Um we'll we'll get to Ray in a second. But as far as this Bray Wyatt thing, it is an abject failure. It was always going to be an abject failure, yep. and I don't care what happens from this point forward. It's going to be an abject failure.
1: Yeah. Like, what's the turnaround on this? Like, I, if, you, if you're saying... What, do we like, have to keep waiting, James? Right, right? Like, if you're saying, like, you know, if somebody, you know, that was... Because I'm pretty sure this will get clipped to so be put on the... on the um, on the uh, YouTube. And then, like, there'll be people in the comments that will say something on the lines of, you know, whenever we've, you know, completely just rules, you know, rule someone out, whether it was Liv Morgan or Alexa Bliss, um, and just be like, you know we don't get it blah blah blah, blah. it's like haters blah, blah blah yeah yeah and like you look, it is it is fun to it is fun to talk about how bad some of the stuff he's done has been um no oh, i no, get no, great no joy
0: out of out of like telling telling people how how horrible this is
1: yeah I do, like I, yeah, yeah yeah i'm not going to pretend like i don't get the joy out of that right um but it's ultimately just like look at the track record what does the track record tell you like it, it's been shit. This has been shit. It probably will end up being shit. Like, what do you?
0: It's almost like some Bret Hart. Best there is ever will be shit. That's what it almost sounds like. But um, you know, you got to ask questions. You know, uh, suddenly Bray Wyatt not wanting to come around. You know, with with Vince McMahon being there. You know, ask questions. Ask questions. Um, but. Rey Mysterio, um, they announced him for the WWE Hall of Fame uh, a lot of people were feeling pretty nostalgic about Rey Mysterio the other day Rey Mysterio has been an Observer Hall of Fame since 2010 so this has already been a Hall of Fame wrestler for a real long time um, they're putting him in as I guess you'd call him an active wrestler still um, you know, he's gonna have a match at Wrestlemania, presumably against Dominic. um, and I don't know, I have gone back and forth about how I've felt about Rey Mysterio for a lot of years, because I've never enjoyed how WWE has used him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought always he was way more over than the level of his push. I yep. thought there were times where they set him up in a lot of like bad situations. I thought, they booked him into oblivion. They had really no idea how to use him any better than they had an idea of how to use the Big Show, really. Um, and he, you think about him and how influential he is. Like you can't run like a, like a modern wrestler out there and you ask them like who their biggest influence are. A lot of them are gonna say Rey Mysterio, right? Um, you know. This was inevitable. I mean, everyone gets in the WWE Hall of Fame, but um, it, it's cool Ray will get to uh, go up there and, and, and talk and all that. But, maybe. Yeah, I mean, maybe if they don't turn this to an angle or anything. But, you know, I I see this guy, and I look at him like he could have been even bigger. So it's like it, it doesn't hit the same for me. Like I, I was, I just hated the constant – He's an underdog thing. Like, it's just like, it, just let him be spectacular, man. Like, and then, you know, he's, he probably was wrestling a lot of opponents over the years where it was just not the ideal opponent for him. You uh, he, he just wish he got to wrestle a lot better wrestlers over the time periods that, you know, he was, he was working. And I think Rey Mysterio, in a different place maybe throughout all this time, might've been more exciting. Uh, but uh, Ray's much more your guy than he ever was mine. So what what are your thoughts on Ray Mysterio?
1: I mean, you're ultimately right, but I, I think it takes people like Ray to, and Daniel Bryan's and uh, of that ilk to like, to break through to a certain level for eventually for that, to like change people's expectations or, or change the paradigm. And like, for people that's for people that are under five foot nine like to to become actual top of the car stars in wwe and in you know major amrest is a big fucking deal even still today and like the idea that this dude is like what how tall is right five three five two
0: yeah five four
1: yeah like for somebody that is like that height to have had this kind of staying power um, and be able to, you know, I don't want to, you know, do the Jericho Undertaker thing and reinvent himself and blah blah blah. But like the the part where this person was able to stay around and like be respected by so many people, be one of those respected wrestlers of generation. Like I think it's I think that kind of is a testament to like the kind of um way he handled himself in, in in his business, which is like you know, like he came in the air and, like there were real sharks in the water, right? real sharks in the water he was in that locker room with, with with the with you know the nwo brother like that's that you know I'm saying
0: or, or, or the one right next to it well, you know? yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> yes, yes. he was backstage with him is that fair enough to say yeah so um i, I, I so to start from that point to or even the starting point really is like level thought he was too small, so he, so 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 he ends up at AAA in AAA and in, in the freaking you know like rebel promotion, the Outlaw Mud Show, and make it makes it from there, right? Uh, because he's friends with the guy with the top star in the company, Conan. So like yeah, like it's this was a really this was a really improbable journey uh, for this dude to become uh, you know a person that can command the kind of dollars he ha- he's had um, in in you know the last few years and. I, I just think that like you're right about like it shouldn't have been this hard. We should have known that that was the way the game was coming. Like you know, but like the idea that he came into the game when like people were saying like Brett and Sean were too small when he when he started right. Like the right. like we're talking about people that are that have, you know,
0: six inches of height six on inches him. Inches and how
1: many you know how many uh, kilos on them? Right, like that's a. That's the starting point, right? And then the te- and he's and he has you know and they did not have masks on, right? In America, like so it's it's it was a long long process and um like I think I think obviously he's a he's a pioneer he's innovator he's all that um but like it's 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 beyond that kind of stuff like I can't even put into words like the kind of like level of influence he's had on this business like you look at AEW. And you see um, all the Lucha Libre is up and down that card uh, and, and also on that roster, like, the influence. And, like, a lot of that is going back to watching, you know, the WCW Cruiserweights and what that did to um, the people that became the wrestlers um, here. And I, I I don't think you'd be overstated, like, how big of a deal this, uh, this dude was to the future generations behind him. Like, he definitely, you know move the game forward
0: yeah um i i wish he would have been um kind of allowed to break through and not been booked into uh, oblivion like when he had the chance to really like get to the main event in wwe and uh you know he was you know i i don't i don't want to go through it too much but it was just i was i was thinking about it the other day i was like man what are like I was thinking about every year at WrestleMania uh-huh. what he was doing, right, throughout his career. And I was like, well, 2003, I think he was in a match with Matt Hardy. <sighs> 2004, the Cruiserweight Open. They kind of built that whole thing around him. Mm-hmm. Um, 2005, opener and- with, with Eddie Guerrero, yeah. and his mask is falling off the whole time. Uh, 2006, a nine-minute three-way match where he wins the World the second world title and then gets booked into oblivion in the months uh, following 2007. I don't know what happened there, maybe an injury. Um, 2008, same, don't nothing Nothing jumps out at me. 2009, um, still 2009, nothing I jumping out at me.
1: Um, I can't remember, was it Cody?
0: No, that's 2010.
1: Okay, what, no, actually, Co- Cody's. CM Punk Cody 10. Is, CM
0: Punk's 2010. Cody's 2011.
1: Okay, okay.
0: Um, and then like you know after that it's like I can't think of a single like year where it was like there's a they they That's thought right. to like JBL. Okay, the JBL. Swash. Okay, yep. Okay, that that 15 second match. Okay. Um, but like I'm like yo, why weren't they like using him in like top three positions like for like. They were looking for people that were, uh, you know, they, as much as they were struggling in the early 10s, right? Mm-hmm. And I know Ray was injured a lot and everything yeah. like that, but that never stopped them from pushing Randy Orton. That never stopped them from pushing John Cena. That never stopped them from pushing Triple H. Um, <laughs> And the list goes on as far right. as, like, quote-unquote, injury-prone people. But, um, you know, I'm glad Ravens here has a lot of fans, and a lot of fans are probably not as – uh, like kind of pessimistic as I am about some of this stuff, but the Rey Mysterio I knew and loved was in WCW, so um, and, and it's never been like for me, it's never uh, got to that same level. Uh, but you know, glad like he's still around. Uh, I I wish he would have left WWE a couple years ago, so uh, oh, yes, he could have, you know, could have got the most out of like the uh the the ability he still has left. But um, I I think ironically his lasting le- legacy uh, in WWE in in a way will be them always trying to find the next him when it was yeah. is never coming along like yeah. <laughs> ever like it, it's it's not happening. I mean, like,
1: yeah, I mean they. It was funny, like Eddie Eddie dies. <clears throat> They use Ray as the payoff of like this catharsis of him winning the title in tribute to Eddie, which every and that was perfectly fine. That's 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 pro wrestling. And they quickly got off of it because they, they seen they saw him as an underdog baby face, like but I will say this given given the way today's standards, at least he got the short title reign. Now we just beat motherfuckers in there, in their in their <laughs> in Montreal and call of the fucking day. Right? Uh put him in a tag team match in WrestleMania next year. Uh or, or coming up WrestleMania. But uh yeah, you're absolutely right that they that they didn't they never were open-minded enough to this guy is doing quarter ratings. The crowd the crowds are hot for this thing. Let's let's go with it and see where it can take us. It did the same thing with Daniel Bryan. Right, and that was and that was the, the the history lesson when you were watching the Daniel Bryan Kane stuff happening right after WrestleMania 30 was like, yep, bro, they they completely destroyed Ray after this. Now he's got her getting you know, um, what was he getting, uh, putting a neck brace by Mark by
0: Henry, yeah, Great Collie, yeah, it, Kane,
1: right. And it was like, okay, you're you're not you're you're not really. This is the thing. Like, if you watch enough of this, you know when someone's act, they're actually going with someone. You could tell the clear differences. Um, and, like, that was disheartening at the time. And uh, because it's like, all y'all try to do is talk about, you know, grab the brass ring. And when you're hot, you're hot. You, whatever else, you got to try to maximize it. And then you see them time after time again not do that. Becky Lynch, another perfect example, right? I go down the list of all the times they've had people get super hot. And then they just cut off. Summer of Punk Lacey being,
0: Evans.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, hell, making it a three way to begin with. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, like it's
0: also that be- match is never happening, by the
1: way. Oh, Becky and uh, Ronda. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, who wants it now at this point? Like, if you're like seriously, if you're Becky Lynch, right? And obviously, we, we hear words about like you know tag matches or whatever else, but like if you're Becky Lynch two months ago, you would be like, all right, you know, Becky, you know, you're still the top star in in the company. We got to get you something for WrestleMania. What do you want to do? You want to have, finally have to run a running match? She'd be like, "No, like, I don't need
0: to." Uh, as 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 Chicago Phil once said, "I don't need to wrestle her. She needs to wrestle me." Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I was gonna be like, uh, I was gonna be more like uh, the Ti. Now why you want to go and do that? Do that? 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 Like, nah, man, no, thank you. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's just. When it comes to that thing with Ray, it's like there was always that thing of like if you have an open mind and you honestly give things a good faith try, you can you you can play it out and see where you go. Right, you play the game as long as you can until you can't play it no more. Vince has never operated that way. And no me wrong, like there are a lot of bookers that that have been historically like, all right, I got my plans, or I'm cutting this off at a certain date and I'm moving on. And you know whatever your philosophy is, your philosophy. But I'd always feel like you're you're you are you're cheating, you're making it harder for yourself by trying to come up with all this stuff. Like, you're not, like, you are a showrunner. Like, this is your show and, and you are putting these pieces together. But like, you can make it easier on yourself not to stress out uh, in in certain ways by trying to have to force things in a way that um, that, that aren't seem unnecessary at the time.
0: Unbelievable.
1: Yeah, so with, uh, with Ray, they've always left money on the table with Ray. They always have. And they've always left money on the table with Mexican wrestlers. Because they still chase there's they're still trying to chase another Ray and Eddie.
0: Instead of letting these people be themselves. Yeah. Racism. Very
1: powerful thing. Yeah. Um so um, no, no no before we move on from there, right? Yeah. Remember remember for years, for years, for years. Whether it was um uh Sankara, whether it was someone like Del Rio. Whether it was Andrade, whether it's Phantasmo uh, El- now, right? Or Legato in-, in general, right? It was always this talk of, well, you got to speak the language to be able to get over, blah, 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 blah right? Uh, what's taking us so long with Legato? Fantasmo speaks perfect English.
0: I, w- I was told this man was a can't-miss star but, 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 by a friend of ours.
1: Before we got there, before we got there. Right before you even got legato up, right? Uh, where, where's Angel Garza? He sp- who speaks perfect English <laughs> and he's a handsome guy in great in great uh, conditioning. I know he got. I know he had a bad injury. I'm not. I'm not saying, but like they weren't pushing that dude to, to actually get. You know, like they didn't push him half as hard as they push Austin Theory. <laughs> Am I wrong here?
0: Austin awesome Theory, right. <laughs> Man, um, yeah, yeah. There's a lot there yeah. to unpack. Like Del
1: Rio is uh, like the only one who actually like really tried within the last look, decade. And, and, and,
0: and what the, what is the thing? And Del Rio is one of those guys where he's way bigger in real life than you even think he is on TV. Right? Like he's a legit like six five.
1: Yeah, something like that. Like six four, six five. Yeah.
0: <sighs> At The end of the day, like most things in this company, it's just about how big you are. Um so uh I got news shortly before we went on air that uh the website datpiff.com is shutting down. Um I saw a um post about it and for those of you that don't know what datpiff is, uh datpiff.com is a website that existed kind of from like the mid two thousands to up to current day. Where a lot of people release uh, mixtapes, uh, a lot of mixtape uh, mixtape stuff were shared. and You can download it for free. Uh, a lot of a lot of artists kind of got their, um, you know, found a lot of fans through there. That was the first website I ever released a mixtape on, um, and it was like, wow, because I was actually I went on Live Mixtapes the other day, just kind of looking for some old stuff, and I was, you know, I wanted to listen to it or whatever. And Live Mixtapes is kind of like the B side to to Dat Piff. And um, so someone said it shut down today after almost 18 years of service. DatPiff's website no longer responds and was already a few months prior acting really slow and unresponsive. Uh, Someone in this uh, wrote either it was the people at DatPiff who requested it to be shut down or the web server was suspended by their web provider because either they didn't pay to keep the website up or their subscription or whatever web provider they have ended and didn't renew unless it gets revived and DatPiff most likely won't come back. Uh, The development support for the website ended back in 2020 after they launched their app. Um, And it was just like a really great place to listen to music, to find and create mixtapes. And it's a, uh, I think it's a uh, archive of like the mixtape era to the blog era, to the streaming era. And there's so much music on there that will never see the light of day on streaming services. And um, really it's just like an, an archive like of music that is done I, you know it, like this is like the next uh kind of uh, progression in technology within music to where there's no more cds on mixtapes um you know like like that that went out you know before this this came in because it's like well everybody has it on, on you know the website they can just download it and now it's got even crazier it's like the dsps and then just like direct downloads and People able to kind of they don't need sites necessarily like like that piff anymore, and it's kind of sad in a way. So um, yeah, like I said, that was the first place I ever uh, put up some some mixtapes to try to like start building an online following.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to to, <clears throat> to like time and place and technology and how the advancements are as far as like and with the advancements like the further like um like a uh, granularization of like people's like tastes and interests in music in particular so you know like when you have streaming like Netflix and whatever else or or let's let's just use something like you know spotify because make it more apt right you can go anywhere and find what you listen to and find what you want or whatever else an algorithm can get, kind of give you you know some tracks that sound similar you might find artists some artists along the way to like you know fit your mood especially like the playlist thing that's why that playlist you know stuff is a big deal these days um but before you we ever had that like if you know you were kind of just directed towards Word of mouth for for certain mixtapes like a Jeezy mixtape or a Wayne mixtape or the Game mixtape or or whatever you know DJ Drama Gangsta Grill at that particular time, and or whatever Who Kid Radio or maybe a little bit before that, but like if you weren't by the standards of the early two early to mid two thousands internet savvy, like you had no clue up up or down or where any of this stuff was. And it could take you to certain places where you're just looking around and you're, it's a, you're just, you know, you're looking for a like a drop of blood inside of a, you know, from a needle in a haystack. Like, it's just, you know, it's really um, in places like live mixtape. I was more of a live mixtape person, than that piff. But like. In the era when like you don't have an MP3 player in your car, if you have anything, you have an iPod. Right. Or some, you know, some type of MP3 player like you don't have it actually on your phone um like that place like like you mentioned it was an archive they had everything um you're looking for that weren't albums and you didn't have to worry in like it's a place that like as you mentioned you can't put that stuff on stream because these are a lot of the mixtape stuff at the time was wrapping rap, over the people's beats and like you gotta worry about like you know you know or publishing and all that kind of stuff, and and um, sampling fees and all that kind of stuff. And so, like, it's it's um it's totally different now. Uh, and you know, when I watch or when I listen to you know how new artists or whatever else, and they they have like you know two or three singles that don't have actually have a full established project that they're ready to go with now. Like they don't drop mixtapes now; they drop EPs that they put on streaming for themselves.
0: Right, right? and most most it's just original stuff now.
1: Right, right. And, and that's what I mean, like, it used to be, like, that was a promotional vehicle, and that's why, you know, promotional use only, you know, on the... but it's we the artwork, you know, the music is free. Right, you right, know. right. And and that was the thing that made it, like, interesting. It's like, you could actually see a project, you could see, like, how people, how people were going, like, so it was real, it was really cool to see, like, what sprung up and what, you know, got people on at that time, and that's kind of out the window now. And like that idea that like, if you're looking for new music, you have to go to a certain number of sites. Like you go to like the hip hop news sites that will have new people, new singles, whatever's I was giving to them. And you go to the mixtapes. see who has new mixtapes that particular, uh, day of the week. And now it's basically just like, you know, you go on your app and you go to new music on Friday and you see what's there now. Um, it's, it, Like, there's just less stuff that you can, that you actually, like, you're, you're, I think it's a lot of the, like, when you have more selection of stuff, it makes the decision to go play something even harder. And then it makes it, like, it turns into more of a, of a task and just simply pressing play. Like, I, like, I find, I don't know if you found this, like, you go on, you go to, like, you know, stream something to watch TV real quick. You want to watch an episode, any old thing, you know um just you know, to kill some time and like you find yourself spending more time flipping through to try to find, you know, something yeah. something quality as opposed to just like, oh, it's on here, just press it and then see what see what happens now. That's 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 definitely what happens to me now with um with, with like all these streaming choices.
0: So we actually did get a message in the um, comment section for brew Haven that that Piff just sent out, which actually um, is sounds like good news. So despite the rumors, we're happy to report. We still will be supplying you with all the mixtapes you love. We're working on uh, the technical issues on our app and the site, but we're still act- actively updating our YouTube. Thanks for all the love and concerns. But we promise we're still here that Piff on Twitter just now. So, um, uh, maybe it was like premature on this but like i think a lot of the discussion still stands just like as far as like even like that not being, if it was out of here and if it is, if it is here or not here it does not mean what it meant uh 10 15 years ago yeah. which was where you know you might take a chance on something you've never listened to before just because it's like you know it, maybe you have more time to do so then and uh you know, so let's let's keep it let's keep it going. Um, GCW. Uh, so there was a report that came out from David Bixon's band that said GCW was actively opposing uh, or uh, getting in a legal battle with AEW. Uh, it's not a lawsuit, um, but it is to, over the trademarks to fight forever with a video game. Apparently, GCW ran an event in. 2021 or 2020 it was called gcw fight forever and it was like their 24-hour streams and each of those had little sub names like of of shows it was like gcw fight forever then whatever the show is Uh, of course you know aw fight forever uh, has been in the works for years and years now and it seems like there's uh, every time it seems like they're a little bit closer to the release, there's something that pops up like the game rating uh, deal. They get through that, and now this thing's popping up. Uh, apparently, it's not a money thing. Uh, GCW is now is, is saying that they want to just know if they're able to use the show name um, still. Uh, but this thing, I saw this, and I thought as far as like copywriting, how... Ironic that game changer wrestling of all organizations wants to hold something up and clear something up about copyright and IPs and infringement when they've been nothing but culture vultures and violators for years and years and years when they're doing gcw presents chopper city in the ghetto yep when i'm watching the alley cat on a graphic with real hot girl shit written on there yeah what are we talking about here man
1: i don't know man but yeah i mean it's like <laughs> it's definitely all there like, we've been talking about it. You've been talking about it particularly for, for years now. Like, I'm looking through the the, uh, the 2017 stuff right now, right? So, worst behavior. Okay. Mm, Drake. Hit him, hit him up 2018. Tupac. Yep. Uh, <laughs> live fast, die young. Rick Ross,
0: the man involved in wrestling now. The G-Code. Hmm.
1: Juvenile. The dynasty, Jay Z, 400 degrees, juvenile again, to live and die in L.A., Tupac Shakur, yeah, man, the block is hot.
0: <laughs> Various rappers from New Orleans, Louisiana,
1: beg for mercy. Fifty Cent, G Unit. Like, you mentioned Chopper City in the ghetto, right? You already did that. I can't feel my face, right? Like, that Wayne and uh, Will Santana mixtape. Look, that never even came even mixtapes out. weren't saved, James. They, they had a show called 56 Nights. Yep. Ready to Die 2020. Yeah, man. They, like, they have been doing this for a long, long, long time. Bring them out, T.I. Like, <laughs> the last resort. Like, uh, it's, it's, you know... It, it, they they've been they had been doing it for years and like some I'm people real- may ask me, Rich, why do you care about this stuff? Why?
0: Because I am a rap artist. I am someone that is plugged into the the rap culture, and I don't care whether a different organization was using like indie rock band names for their shows or anything. That's not my that's not my battle to to fight on their behalf, but. When we're talking about GCW doing this with this very specific aesthetic, they're they're trying to market for with who they use on their shows, the audience that they're doing, you know, shows for, and then just having no kind of clue and uh, uh, not contributing anything to the culture. I'm sorry, a midnight show on WrestleMania weekend that you have to wait until midnight to go to to attend is not enough. Sorry. Um, then you you start thinking about, all right, you, if you're just like you're, you're marketing all this stuff, and it's like people worked hard on those ideas and those concepts. And if it was me and I and I knew about this, and I was like, you know, a little further in the game than I am, and they were like, yeah, you know, what what they got? Uh, GCW one lifetime. I sue the brace off their ass, like straight up. <laughs> well GCW Dream Machine, not on my watch partner, won't won't be none of that. Like, like yo, cause you're not like actively contributing to anything. Like you could reach out to, to some of these artists or whatever, and maybe they would like co-sign you, which would go a long way in, in doing this. Like you didn't put no money on BG's books to name your shit Chopper City in the ghetto. Like what no. are you doing?
1: Like no. And, 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 and I mean, in fact, like one of the funniest things I heard was that like BG just got out and the, one of the first people to reach out to him was Birdman. It was like, why? Is Birdman finally going to give him all the money he owed him? No? Okay, <laughs> then what the fuck? Like,
0: I'm sorry, man. Like, and, and, and I sent a tweet out that got a lot of traction, Uh, pretty much like 90% positive, and then 10% of people coming back and, you know, having different discussions and forums about it. And, you know we famously on twitter like maybe like a year and a half ago was myself uh adam Yuri, a couple other folks i just decided to to start taking gcw to task and, and putting out fake gcw show names and seeing who would know the difference between the fake ones and the real ones and it was like a good six hours of that day and i got messages from from people uh at different outlets like the ringer that that work at the ringer now saying hey you know we appreciate you you saying something about this and stuff like that and just like yeah man i I just don't think it is uh i don't i don't find the uh the innocence in it personally because this is something like like these things this is to me this is no different than pat boone re-singing tutti frutti like it's the same shit to me like I don't know, and, and the thing is, like, no people aren't going to talk about this because people don't know why to be mad at something like this, or like,
1: the, and I'll say they don't uh, care,
0: they don't care, and and it's yeah. like, all right, if, if we don't talk about this shit, who will? Who's going to set this shit straight? And I'll I'll talk to the, whoever wants to talk about it, come and tell them to come see me, and and I'll tell them why this is incorrect, should not fly, and if they want to keep doing this, there's ways they can do it. Right. But they're just trafficking in an aesthetic. And I think it's lame.
1: Yeah, I don't disagree. Um, and like, for me, it was one thing when it was like, all right, well, there's name them after, you know, rap albums, And then like, and then it just kept going. And it's like in their profile raises and like, uh, What's on those cards? What's in those crowds? It's like, who who is, what What are these names for exactly? This is odd. <clears throat> it is like, okay. Like, you know, you you, you see enough about, uh, you know, cultural appropriation that it's like, all right, there is no, like, even to me, to, to a certain extent with uh, cultural appropriation or whatever else, I have my, my, my good faith questions of like, what is on the perpetrator, right? Like, if you are a white person that grew up watching, listening to Michael Jackson and Prince, and you make a song that sounds like Prince, and people get mad at you, I'm like, well... I don't know exactly what I'm supposed to do, what I'm supposed to do with this white person that that actually grew up listening to this person, right? Like Michael Jackson, right. Michael Jackson and Prince are at a level to where like they they are beyond like belonging to, you know what I'm saying? So like I don't know what to do with that, but something like this is like, oh no, this is clear, this is cut and dry. Like this is this is far, this is a lot, this is a lot more fucking simple than worried about like what you think of like I don't know, Bruno Mars, Justin Timberlake, or some shit like that. That's a lot. This is a lot more easier to spot out. Because, like, ultimately, like, the the, the thing that, uh, when I think of cultural appropriation is, like, the problem isn't necessarily, to me, personally, isn't necessarily, like, in good faith, anyway. Um, what this person uh, took influence from, and then the outsized level of success they're getting compared to other people that do something similar because they look different, like... So I don't really hold it against people that do, like I mentioned, like the that that sort of thing. But when it's this? Is like, okay, all right. There, there is no, there's nothing there. You're just stealing names. Right. It's one thing when it's like influence. This is like just flat out just taking names, just cause. And like it, it you know, it's been is it's become more and more blatant after you, you know. You talked about it and had to just keep going with it, and then like you talk to someone like that has fucking shows named after them or, or named uh, as a part of like you know their big yearly show like Joey Janela, and then Janela is like, well, what are you supposed to do? And it's like, okay, I, I, I see that there actually is no like concern for this. This is a problem. Right.
0: Right. Um. I, I, I've seen people say, you know, if they stop doing this, this will be the end of like, you know, the the indies and stuff. That's not true at all. You, I think you can name um things whatever you
1: want to name them. They can name that if shit it's GC- not been done. Look, they could do that shit like Glate does and be like GCW version five, version six, seven, eight, nine, ten. They could do that. That shit ain't gonna cause them to uh, Look, to not be able to uh to sell for-
0: pay per views. And- and for them to be so interested in using Fight Forever now, that stinks. And that that is like, you know, when my conspiracy brain starts rolling, it's like, huh, why are you wanting to hold up the AEW game? Uh, Mr. Brett Lauderdale, whose pictured with Stephanie McMahon um, at, at times, you know, what's the deal here? Why don't you just steal another rap song and name it? I can give you one. It can be GCW 24 hours to live. How about that? GCW last day. GCW one day. <laughs> GCW day one. GCW day after. one. Look at that. Right. You, you, can, you can just just steal another one. Since you have no problem stealing, do that. Shout out to Young Dro, day one. Right. I can't at wait calm. W- the conversation's full circle.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right, so So where do we go to next, or do you want some more? So stupid!
0: Look, and and and, and hurry up and clear this, so I can start making my goddamn money off the video games. GCW stopping bags out here, Jesus Christ!
1: All right, so what's next?
0: (laughs) All right, y'all know what what time it is. WWE 2K23 is out, so. Like every year on One Nation Radio, it is time to review the ratings. I have them listed and in order, so this should actually help move things along so, a little
1: bit. So here's my question, right? Like, before we get into the ratings, let's take a macro, let's pull all the way out and take a macro uh look at this. Um should anyone besides Roman Reigns be rated over 95? <laughs> in K Um as far as
0: the all-time roster or, like, the current people?
1: Current, current, current.
0: You can make an argument for Bianca Belair.
1: Okay, sure. Maybe maybe even Gunther, right? Yeah,
0: like, after that, no. I, I guess,
1: But I guess what I'm saying is, like, after you name whoever you name, whether it be Cody, you know, um, a certain number, like, there should be, like, an actual, like, like, a gap. Like there should be a five point gap at the top of the top stars in the WWE, and then a, like a five point gap, and then that's where you start like your you know like your Seth Rollins who can't win on pay per view, people.
0: Man, and okay. K-8. So I am going to. I don't know which. I, I guess I should start at the highest, and then maybe we can go down to about eighty eight because that's their okay. favorite number, right? Eighty eight is like the uh, new 80, is like
1: the eighty for them.
0: Like, they've got a lot less than last year.
1: Um, no, but I they, mean, like, you know, like how you play, like, a sports video game. Anybody, when you look at a roster, you're trying to see how many 80s you see on this bitch, and yeah. <laughs> especially on a yeah. football game. And then it's just a, oh, let's see a bunch of, like, 73, a bunch of 75s and 78s. I don't know about this one. All
0: right, let's start with the, with, with the top. Uh, Roman Reigns is 99 overall, and this includes any – he's higher than anybody else. Um, I believe – I, yes, I believe there is a uh, there's a gimmick John Cena, like where he is an invisible person uh, and his name is Super Cena and he's a 100 overall. That's an unlockable character. Right. But as far as people, you can select directly out of the box. Roman Reigns, 99, is the greatest wrestler of all time. Um, and, you know, he hasn't been pinned in two years, uh, maybe more than that. And um, as far as him having the 99, it's about time that they've done this. I I'm shocked. No one else has had a 99. Um,
1: Where was he last year? Do you remember?
0: Uh, he was a 95, I believe. Why the
1: fuck would he be a 95 last year? Yeah,
0: or or 96, something like that's that. That's
1: still that's like that one year when like the top player in 2K is like a 97 at the, the heights. It's like just put the shit to the heights is 99. Stop it's fucking around. Like what are we doing?
0: Brock Lesnar is a 97.
1: Okay. I mean, he did beat him clean at WrestleMania in, like, how short was that match? Seven minutes? Something like that. Yeah.
0: So Stone sure. Cold Steve Austin is a 96. That's right. Three behind Roman Reigns.
1: Well, you know, can never hold the title very long. So I guess that has to do with it, you know. Steve Austin could never uh, hold the belt two years in that era. Back when the oh, belt was trading, uh, trading every hundred and fifteen days. If that Steve, probably less Steve than that.
0: Austin, Steve Austin never ever had a problem selling out Madison Square Garden. So
1: that's true. <laughs> that
0: is true. The Rock ninety six, so Austin and and Rock both ninety six together. Oh but below,
1: but below Brock.
0: Correct. Below Brock. Yeah. Um. Bianca Belair, 95. Okay. I don't have a problem with that one. I'm
1: I, I'm always weird with the
0: The women's ratings are a little Yeah, it's different. always weird. Like the me. highest
1: one is always like lower than the highest man is, and it's like if they're separate divisions, put them on the same fucking thing, and in your video game, they can never like have violence against each other anyway. Who gives a shit? Make them all the same ratings. Who cares?
0: John Cena, ninety four. He's five overalls behind Roman Reigns. This is what we're doing.
1: I mean, he left, so, you know, it's time to shit He up left. Him, yeah, he left.
0: Uh, Charlotte Flair, 94.
1: Oof. Um,
0: Look, not in
1: 2023. It's time to talk about it, isn't it? It's time oh. to talk about it. That video clip that was making its way around this weekend from the, the Shotzi and Charlotte Smackdown match uh this weekend. Um that was like the lowest point of like my Charlotte Flair fandom I think. <laughs> um there the kind of like excuses people were making for her for them wrestling like they were in like the underwater level in Super Mario Brothers, like the aquatics I, yeah, um no, that doesn't fly. If 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 she has to slow down to that obvious cooperate cooperative like level of speed for her to then do her her uh her arm assisted middle rope hurricane then just take that club out of the bag and say we're not doing that shit because this looks fake as fuck. Um this was not this was not a uh or that particular clip hour. that was making that was not like a good time for um, the Charlotte is the greatest women's wrestler of all time camp, um, particularly after like there. that that weekend Stardom had last weekend, but whatever. Um, obviously, you know, no one cares because there's a Japanese woman on the other side of the world who gives a fuck, but whatever. But like, nah, man, like there are there are teenagers that fucking smoke her over there. They just are, and I ain't talking about Stardom.
0: Hulk Hogan, 94, as well. So, Cena and Hogan, both 94s, along with Charlotte.
1: Yeah, that, that makes sense, right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, all whatever. Those,
0: like, all three of those people, exactly the same.
1: Was it 14, 14 title reigns, something from Charlotte? I think that's the number. Because I, yeah. I can't remember. Because, you know, they changed, much like her dad, they changed, like, the number now. Yep. Sometimes it's 16, sometimes it's 14, sometimes NXT titles count, sometimes they don't. I don't know.
0: Ronda Rousey,
1: 93. I I don't know, man. Uh well, one thing I will mention is like you haven't mentioned Becky Lynch's name yet, and that that kind of raises I something. have
0: not, sir. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, that's kind of strange. Actually, I lied. That's
0: actually something that was more interesting. The some reason the uh the Texas Black here. Becky Lynch, 96 overall.
1: Okay. Okay, hey, look, she should be in front of Charlotte, so whatever.
0: She's in front of Charlotte; they got that right. But she's in front of Bianca, and Bianca's beat her like a drum every time she's faced her. So, I don't know about that one,
1: uh, yeah, that's the that's K- a that's the, the kayfabe thing. There's also the part where it's like uh, Bianca's still not as big a star as her, even though they have in good faith been one of the people that's actually they've actually tried with. Uh, in I'll WWE.
0: Becky Lynch's WrestleMania match has a lot more focus than Bianca's or Charlotte's.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, I, I think that comes to the part where like they they gave her a really good opponent and that's they, and they're always over and they don't really feel like they need to do much because they're also the part with the language factor. I don't know, but, um, if you ask me, out of all these matches, what I'm most excited to see out uh, of the women's division, it is Bianca versus uh versus Oscar. It ain't close. Like, like Daria and Charlotte thing. They, like they had a great match. Last match they had at WrestleMania, uh, Charlotte. I, when did she had that level? When she been at that level? When was the last time she was at that level? Was it that? Was it 2020? Was the last time she was at that level?
0: Might might have been. Yeah. Um, Randy Orton also ninety
1: three. That's interesting. Um, because before he left with his injury, and obviously that was over. That was like a year ago. You can make an argument he'd be higher, and then it's also and then like it's really hard to do with like the, a person like him. That's like he's old money, so he should be higher, but he's not for some reason. Um, yeah, it's really hard to figure that one out.
0: Edge, 93.
1: I'd bump him down to, i bump him down to like a 90 and say tags only. I put, I put a, I put a code in where he can't do, he can't come out, he can't come out, come out the garage. That car can't come out of the garage unless it's accompanied with another car and plenty a tag. Of gr-
0: plenty of grit. Um, <laughs> you know, both, both of those.
1: Did you pop, did you pop during Christian's uh promo on um, the Go Home show where he actually mentioned Grit?
0: <laughs> I think it, I I didn't notice it in real time. I did.
1: Christian is Christian is completely <laughs> 100% outworked this man. He outgritted uh, that man.
0: Sir Sam says both one of the both of those guys one below Cena. So, uh Trish Stratus also 93. That's right. Trish Strat is exactly the same as so uh Randy Orton.
1: Is so are Naomi or Sasha in the game? No. Or are they gone? Okay. They're gone. Okay.
0: Triple H 93. Triple, I am shocked at this.
1: Triple H, Randy Orton, and Edge are all the same level, and John Cena is one ahead. Look, man.
0: I am shocked. I'm I shocked care. Triple H didn't make himself 95 along with The Undertaker.
1: M- look. This is what I'm going to say. Um, there has been lots of talk among some certain podcasters about um, who has the final say. Who really has the final say? I'll say this: If Triple H really had the final say. <laughs> he ain't a ninety-three in his video game.
0: <laughs> we we know Triple H is very particular about his portrayal on video
1: games. Absolutely.
0: I believe there was a old story about. There for the promotional material, the Triple H was not allowed to be uh, in a compromising position. Like he was not allowed to be getting beat up uh, in the promotional photos or things like that. Like, um, so I keep that Triple H in mind as we go we're through. About the
1: guy, we're talking about the guy that in front of Joe Briscoe said he didn't look believable that, that Kurt Angle could beat him in a fight. <laughs> the fucking Olympic gold medalist wrestler. <laughs> And then Joe Briscoe said, hey, why you turn into why do you go see about it and then triple H has shit to say?
0: Shout out to Joe Briscoe. This
1: man this egomaniac is is running the company now.
0: Well, you know, that's just, you know, he's the good one, James.
1: <laughs> he's oh the good one. That's you like know. when people talk about, you know, that's the good billionaire. I was, I, no, look, I love Beyonce as much as y'all do. There is no, she's a good billionaire, including her. Sorry. It is what it is. Bump that renaissance, though. No. Still do.
0: Bobby Lashley, 92. A lot of ratings respect shown for for Bobby Lashley here. I think maybe a little bit higher. I didn't expect that, especially with some of the people that are behind him.
1: I, I I think with a lot of the the whole you know two plus years of protection with him, I think I think that paid off for him.
0: Hollywood Hulk Hogan ninety two.
1: I'm sorry, what?
0: That's right, Triple H in front of Hollywood Hulk Hogan.
1: Look, man. Um, as you mentioned about, about Steve Austin being be- behind Roman Reigns and being able to sell out the the the, the garden. Uh, Reigns Br- Br- can't. Uh, why the fuck is Hollywood Hogan at 92? <laughs> what
0: it gets what even funnier. Shit? The next person on the list, Seth Rollins, 92,
1: <laughs> brother. Um,
0: you're trying to tell me that Seth Rollins meant as much to wrestling as Hollywood Hulk Hogan.
1: Let, let's put it this way, right? I think. What? Look, um, look, I, I'm with you. Here's the thing. Me and you, we're both saying this while acknowledging that we, me, me and you both hate Terry Belay, Hulk Hogan, whatever the fuck you want to call him, a yes. thousand times more than we've ever hated Seth Rollins. Yes. Seth, you have no business being here. 92. That makes no fucking sense. Hey, why the fuck is Hogan only 92? This is dumb. It's like, you just like, hey, bro, like, uh, it'd be like looking at Ty Cobb's numbers and be like, it'd be like, I don't know what to do with this. I know what to do with this. Put on that plight. That man was a bigot, and he was, f- and also put on that plate. That bigot was awesome. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, am I wrong here? You can acknowledge, you can acknowledge he's a fuck up, but you ain't, ain't got to lie at the same time.
0: Right. Rob Van Dam, 92. Good Rob, Van, Rob Damn. Van Dam? Damn.
1: Rob yes, Van Dam, the same. Seth also Rollins. The same. It's, trung- and... it's the wow, same. Bro. First off, um I do appreciate I feel like they that's a that's a huge shout out to Rob. Is Rob going to Hall of Fame or did he go in already? I believe he already went in. Okay. So, Robin 92, I like that. I like that in a I, I, I like it in a vacuum. Um yeah. the problem is in context with the rest of these scores, it's kind of funky, but Yeah, like
0: we get to these 91s. This group of 91s is just going to make you be like, what is going on here? Oh, God. Okay. And the 90s are pretty bad, also. Um, Let's see. Uh, Okay. Let's get to these 91s. 91, Vader. Mm, Okay. 91 for Cody Rhodes. Huh. Thoroughly dominated Seth Rollins and comes in behind him.
1: Sure did. Sure did.
0: Look, underneath all those, uh, underneath Lashley, underneath, um, let's see.
1: You haven't mentioned McIntyre or Gunther yet. I have not. Oh, God.
0: So, um, or
1: Sheamus. Coming up next, Drew McIntyre, 91. 91. Him and Cody are the same. That's weird, man. Like, you would figure they just put them, like, him and you put, like, Lashley, Seth, and those two, like, kind of together, kind of. Um,
0: FTR Bald's favorite character, Bret Hart, 91.
1: Bret Hart's in 91.
0: That's right. Cody Rose and Bret Hart, exactly the same.
1: No, No, Seth Rollins over Bret Hart. I'm sorry. What? Yes. What are we doing?
0: Bailey 91
1: I don't know what to do with that cuz that woman's division is so like bombed out and depleted that like, I don't even like she might she's like like the last really high one you can rank. I would put Oscar there too but like you know they're they you know they weird with Oscar but uh
0: Bruno Sammartino, 91 That's right. Seth Rollins better than Bruno San Martino.
1: Well, to be fair, Seth is a better pro, is a better in-ring performer than, than, than Bruno. I'm not so whatever. He, uh,
0: look, but, I'll tell you he ain't a better talker than Bruno.
1: He ain't a better he's not a better draw. <laughs> That's for damn <laughs> sure. But um yeah, man, like you know, Vince always had this Roman Reigns, thing. 8 points over Bruno. Yeah, yeah. Especially when it's like he's how many more years does Roman have to go to even catch Bruno's record for uh, title days? So many, yeah. Wasn't like how many thousands was it?
0: It was like seven years,
1: yeah, some shit like that, yeah, or eight years, I think. When, I think it's closer to eight years,
0: yeah, yeah, um, okay. So Scott Hall in the NWO version, 90.
1: Are they gonna do the thing where I raise Ramones higher or no?
0: Uh, it looks like Razor Ramon's not in it. Not in this year? Say, okay. Yeah, I don't think he's in. Okay. Um, you can look, but you can't touch. Jey Uso, 90. Jey Uso's a 90. Jey Uso is a ninety um, by far the highest uh, rank he's wrestling. ever had.
1: Okay. Um. Wonder where Sami Zayn ends up.
0: <laughs> Y'all gonna laugh?
1: <laughs> yes, Jay
0: Uso ahead of Gunther. Correct. Um. <laughs> and Sheamus. Uh, Rhea Ripley ninety. Okay. Kevin Nash and the NWO 90. Okay, sure. Kurt Angle, ninety.
1: Wow, I already know the I already know the Sean thing, and that's why I'm not getting too mad, but like that's that's absurd, bro. The Kurt wrestling Angle machine
0: is two behind Rob Van Dam. Yeah, Kurt Angle is three behind, behind Seth Triple H. He's one behind Cody. Kurt Angle is five below the Undertaker.
1: <laughs> he He's okay. nine behind Roman Reigns. What is Brock at? Brock is a
0: ninety-seven.
1: Brock is a ninety-seven, and Angle is a ninety. How, how many of Angle, how many of, of Lesnar's best matches are with Angle? A few of them. Right. This, that's, that's that's wild
0: Lita 90
1: sure whatever I, I don't care. sure whatever
0: Yokozuna 90
1: <laughs> It actually didn't feel like a 90 when we were watching that shit hell no
0: <laughs> the Macho Man Randy Savage 89 alright
1: it's time to pet
0: that's shit. right that's right Macho Man below Jey Uso Macho Man below Bailey, Macho Man below Cody Rhodes, below Seth Rollins, below Rob Van Dam, below Edge,
1: below Randy Orton. I don't. Stop this. Randy, I'm sorry. Randy Savage is one of the few WWE wrestlers when you look at like the storylines and the matches and like the payoffs and you compare him to other wrestlers and you're like, he'd be like, yeah, he's one of the very few in WWE history would be like, yeah, that guy was probably better than Bret Hart. That's one of the very few fucking guys you could say that kind of shit about. I, I, that's weird. That's very weird that he's a, he's in the 80s. And obviously, you know, the weird falling out in the 90s and shit, and then people lead to regular speculation. I'm not going to go there, but that's weird. Like, that dude is absolutely a pantheonic, uh, like, uh, level wrestler for the history of WWF. Since cable or since WrestleMania, Fuck he that. absolutely is. Like You cannot name, you cannot <laughs> name, not or ten wrestlers that are more important to WWE's history in the last uh, well, thirty-eight years or thirty-nine years than Macho Man the Savage. You can't. That's strange, man.
0: JBL eighty-nine. He's JBL and Macho Man exactly the same.
1: I I, I never got the JBL thing. It was just like I never got the fake Stan Hansen thing. Never got the he's a a, a drunk like uh, ro- not a drunk roadie, but uh, what do you call him? Like he's a he's a tough guy that beats up people and drinks beers and takes their money for protection. I never got the acolyte shit. I I never got the he's a Fox News person. Uh, you know, being being a xenophobe. I never got the JBL thing ever. It's not for me. Sorry.
0: Goldberg, eighty nine.
1: Yeah. Okay. This dude was at one point the second most, the second biggest person in the industry.
0: All these people I mentioned at eighty nine are ten overalls behind Roman Reigns. Yeah. So just keep that in mind.
1: Do you think Roman Reigns can sell? Oh, George Jones existing? You think he could draw that? Fuck no.
0: All right. By himself, like on, they'd be like all right. In in three days, we're gonna announce a random show. And is going to sell 40,000 tickets that he's going to win the title in three days. Right. 40,000. Right. Cody Rhodes is higher than Goldberg. Yeah, that too. Triple H, higher than Goldberg.
1: (laughs) I expected that, though.
0: Batista, 89. I think they could have showed Big Dave a little more love. You know, if if Bobby Lashley's a ninety-two, I think Batista could get a ninety-two at least.
1: Oh, yeah, obviously. Yeah.
0: Jimmy Uso, eighty-nine.
1: So what how many points is he is Jay above him? One. Okay.
0: Okay. Asuka, eighty nine.
1: I was gonna say these are the like dominant like double tag champions and like they're in the nineties.
0: <laughs> okay. AJ Styles.
1: 89. Is AJ still with the company? <laughs> What's no. the last time you seen AJ wrestle?
0: I think he broke his elbow or foot. Broke his ankle or some shit.
1: Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. I've withdrawn. I thought he was yeah. off. Because, you know, so many people end up just off the pay-per-views now.
0: Yeah. All that TV time leads to, like, five matches on a show.
1: I'm I'll fine with it because it, it makes our shows faster to get through, and, all, and most of the matches end up being, like, of higher quality than you throw out a seven match or eight match card. I'm fine with that. But is like if that's the case, then that means your paper your, your TV should be better because like you have more important matches on your TV. I, and I don't seem to ever feel that when I hear people talk about, you know, SmackDown and Raw's. Sometimes on SmackDowns occasionally, but not really on Raw's.
0: Um Braun Strowman also an eighty nine. That's right. Braun Strowman the same as the Macho Man. Gunther an eighty nine. Kofi Kingston, 89. Hmm. And on to the 88s. All right. I'm going to do these in rapid fire. 88 overall. Andre the Giant. Big E. Haruk. Xavier Woods. Six. China. Booker T. Kevin Nash. Again. Shawn Michaels. 88. Ultimate Warrior. 88. Umaga. 88. Look at all these brothers as 88s on here.
1: Okay. How is. How is. Sean Michaels. How are Sean and. Jimmy Andre! How are Sean and Andre 88s, but fucking Xbox Six Waltman is is an 88? That makes no fucking sense.
0: Bro. Sean Michaels, if you give him 10 overalls, he's still behind Roman Reigns. Yeah. Bro. Shawn Michaels is an 88 while Triple H is a 93. Shawn Michaels is an 88 overall while Lita is a 90. Let's put this Shawn, here, right. Shawn Michaels is an 88 while both Uso brothers clear him. Get the fuck out of here. <sighs> Yo, like Horrible.
1: Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels main evented three WrestleManias in four years, and those aren't the only WrestleManias he's main evented.
0: Right, I think he's main evented like five or some shit.
1: My 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 point being, why the fuck is he in eighty <laughs> eight? If you main event WrestleMania three times in four years, eleven oh wait the eleven main event was was Diesel, right?
0: No, that was a semi main event.
1: It was Lawrence Taylor, wasn't it? Yep. Okay, so I've drawn. Either way, he made have been at two WrestleManias in 3 years.
0: Right. That's that's, right. that's weird. That's right. Edge 5 overall is better than Shawn Michaels. That's right.
1: On what planet?
0: Ronda Ronda Rousey, 5 overall is better than Shawn Michaels.
1: Do we know for sure sh- she's coming back for sure, right? Who? Ronda is she
0: already uh, back? Uh, I no idea. No idea. Okay. Uh yeah, unbelievable. 88 overall and Ultimate Warrior also 88, which is kind of funny. So, Gunther was an 88, but they realized that we stupid. can't we, we shouldn't do that.
1: <laughs> <So what laughs> because they, didn't do, they bumped him up to what?
0: They bumped him up to 89 because oh. they didn't want to want the Nazi oh. 88 thing on him.
1: Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yep. Speaking of Nazis, just brought up the Kanye thing. I ain't thinking about that. Yeah, but yeah, man, that's uh, mm, mm.
0: That's right. Braun Strowman better than Andre the Giant officially. Kofi Kingston better than Shawn Michaels officially.
1: It's wild, man. It's wild. Mm-hmm.
0: Rob Van Dam, better than Shawn Michaels, officially.
1: That's a great point. What the fuck is that?
0: (laughs) (laughs) What else we got? The Undertaker, way better than Shawn Michaels, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Way better than him. Let's see. Um, Okay. Now... Everything below this is like... there. I'm just going to kind of... Okay, Razor Moe is in the game. He's a lot lower, though. Okay, I'm going to run through these. Stop me if you find something interesting. Okay. Diesel, 87. Kane, 87. Beth Phoenix, 87. Kevin Owens, 87. I was supposed to believe this guy was supposed to beat the guy that was rated 99 overall. At some point during this title reign, Better
1: Finn yet. Balor, Better eighty-seven. Hold on, hold on, Owens got Austin's return match. At WrestleMania was the main reason why that match went off without a hitch and was actually like a very good damn match. And they have rewarded him in the year in the year since basically by devouring him so much. and Now he's he's a fucking mid. He not even person. get
0: eighty. He couldn't even get an eighty-eight, James. Sheamus, career renaissance, 87.
1: I'm still tripping on, like, you get the Austin return match, you stunt on CM Punk on it, and then, like, you end up in a fucking tag match next year. WrestleMania! (laughs) What was he stunned on? What was you stunned about?
0: I guess because he got the match CM Punk always wanted, which was Austin, but... (laughs)
1: If you told if you told C. M. Punk was on the was on the business in a year later, he wouldn't want that shit neither. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so I get to so I get to be in a tag team where I'm the co-star. I'm not the actual A-star. I'm the co-star for the tag team belts. Ugh, ugh,
0: stinky. Shinsuke Nakamura, who who hasn't been seen in months, have we seen him since
1: uh, since he fought Muta? Look.
0: Well, no.
1: <laughs> like I mean, has he been on TV? I don't know. No. Wow. Wow.
0: Scott Hall 87. Bree Bella 87. Molly Holly 86. British Bulldog 86. Matt Riddle 86. Liv Morgan 86. Karrion Cross 86. Why
1: the fuck is he that high?
0: Jim Nighthart. 86. Rey Mysterio. 86. Jerry the King Lawler. 86. That's Rikishi. 86. <laughs> a
1: cast of what is Rey Mysterio doing in there? What is Matt Riddle doing in there?
0: That's right, James. Rey, they think... Ray Mysterio, they think the same thing about Liv Morgan. That This is what I, the point I was trying to make earlier in the show. Ray Mysterio and Liv Morgan have the same rating. This should, this should be; These ratings should be abolished.
1: Well in, their, well, in Vince's mind, they both got titles that they both didn't deserve, and then they were portrayed as not deserving of them, and then they took the belts off of them to someone that was bigger and better. So, Man, yeah, you're kind of right. Stri-
0: strikingly similar pushes. James, you you was really like it, like this is is it Ray Mysterio, the male Liv Morgan is this this what we've come to on this I mean, show? No,
1: stop saying that. Don't put that. Out, don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't do is that. this what we we doing? Don't do that. No, that's what you are doing. That's not what I'm you doing. You're doing something man, totally different. The ultimate awesome underdog, you know
0: the. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Submit,
1: that's illegal. <laughs>
0: <sighs> okay. Ted DiBiase, 85. Um, I, I'm shocked Ted couldn't couldn't swing a little bit more for his rating, you know.
1: My my question is like, what is MJF gonna be on this game next year? You stupid. <laughs>
0: um Bron Breaker, 85. Hmm. Alexa Bliss, 85. Wow. The Miz, 85.
1: So it seems like we wasted a lot of time on on those eighty five that like we were telling people like that ain't that ain't the way y'all keep forcing it and forcing it and forcing it and then look how it manifests eighty five.
0: Ilya Dragunov eighty five. Mm-hmm. Rowdy Roddy Piper eighty five. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Absolutely disrespected. Hey, like I like I asked first. DiBiase was eighty five. Now, now, uh, Roddy's eighty-five. Where is MJF gonna come in on this game next year? (laughs) These (laughs) these shitbag cheating ass heels. It can be right there, eighty-five MJF next year. Take your ass, WWE. See what happens. See about it. Go ahead.
0: X Pac, eighty-five.
1: But six is a nine. Is a is what eighty-eight? Yes. Uh, Okay.
0: Razor Ramon, eighty-four. That's strange. We have arrived. Sami Zane,
1: 84. Wow.
0: This dude, y'all was telling me, was the hottest person in the business. The, the problem the, is,
1: we wasn't telling him that that was actually accurate. The video game and the company. thought Don't reflect of, that's that. What they think, that's what they think <laughs> of him. Yes. This is what they think about
0: you, Sammy Zane. Yeah. Yeah. This is who they think you are. They think you are the same as Damian Priest, who is also an 84. Wow. Johnny Gargano, 84.
1: Tommaso yeah. Ciampa, no, wait, 84. Wait, 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 Gargano and Zemmy Zena the same? And Ciampa. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's great. They're below the Miz. They're below the Miz. Below the Miz. Wow.
0: Look, maybe we should listen to these people that try to tell us about the Miz, James.
1: Maybe we should.
0: Yeah. Um, <sighs> if, if you saw, I, I feel like y'all should like, if you're a really big Sami Zayn person, you're hearing this, and you see him at the 84, like, bro, Sir Sam has said it the best. He is 15 overalls behind Roman Reigns. 15 behind him. This is what they think about him. Yeah, they're allowing this game. It, it's already been released. Like people have this game and they're playing it already The, the, the couple days early. The okay. official release is Friday, but the one where they get early access to it, that's already out. They put this game out into the world with the number 84 slapped on Sami Zayn.
1: So like through the court, they don't change like the, the ratings and attributes like throughout the year like they would on like, you know, 2K mm-hmm. or Maddie.
0: not often. Not, not often. I, I can't say I've seen like live, uh, changes. Sometimes they'll come up with like a, uh, like a my faction type person. that's like mm-hmm. a new mode they're doing, and they might have something in there where they're juiced up. But mm-hmm. the default rating, eighty four.
1: Yikes! Um, check out what Sir Sam just said.
0: The greatest story in the history of wrestling, of story, excuse me, worthy of an Emmy and an eighty four rating. Yeah. I guess he should have tried to corpse them a few more times. Baron Corbin, eighty-three; Raquel Rodriguez, eighty-three; Damn. Dolph Ziggler, eighty-three; Damn. Ezekiel, eighty-three; Ezekiel? Austin. That's Elias. Ezekiel ja-
1: oh, oh! I'm about to say Ezekiel Jackson. So like, what the fuck? No. He came back. When? Elias. Wow. They, they
0: should do live ratings in the game, though. Like, they uh, Black Sabre Jr. brought up, that would be funny. Your push goes down and your rating drops. Uh, everyone would constantly be getting, like, negative ones throughout the year while Roman's just
1: yeah. keeps Roman going up. At 99, everybody else dropping. Like, wait a second. He was... Like, how the hell did Brock Lesnar go from a 97 to an 87? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Fuck. Why did everybody just go down? Like, no, nah, Roman created more separation because, you know, yeah. he added another 100 days to the rain. Like, <laughs>
0: what? Oh, uh, Austin Theory, eighty-two. James. He a match it, with Cena. He gets a match with John Cena. James. It, people are trying to tell me this guy is like the future of the business, and like he's a can't miss superstar. James. He's an eighty-two on here, man. What? Shayna Baszler's an eighty-two. Carmella Hayes is an eighty-two. The Hurricane is an eighty-two. Almost eighty-two. Wow. Montez Ford, eighty-two. Ricochet 82. Natalia 82. EO Sky 82. Alright, stop. I Solo no off.
1: Stop, 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 stop. I get it. You, you, you just I get it. I'll just stop. Please. I'm done. I want no more. Information overload. Solo Sokoa 82. Damn. Tyler Bate 82. Where's uh Dakota Kai? We haven't gotten to her yet. Just scroll down to your mirror number. We, we can quit from there. Dakota Kai. Good
0: God. Let's see. Ooh. Man, I, am fuck? I am searching. I am searching. How that, What was that? Roy Ayers. I'm searching. I believe that was. She is an 80 overall, James.
1: All right. All right. We can, uh, we can move on. We get the drift.
0: Boy. These ratings, we 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 pay attention to these every year because I think it's a it's kind of like the Royal Rumble where we kind of get to see what the company thinks of people at a given moment, at a certain point in time, and it's funny to pay attention to these year after year. I remember when Junior Mahal was a champion, he was an eighty-eight overall, which was they knew they couldn't go any higher. But they they slowly started dropping him year after year. He was like 83 after that. Now he's back in the 70s. So um as far as anyone else that I think is really pertinent, there's just tons of there's tons of muck in the 70s. Don Mysterio is a seventy eight. Um who's the lowest rated? Eric Bischoff, sixty four. Uh oh, but man, as far as, as a wrestler, Shanky, sixty seven.
1: Oh, uh, that was the pitcher, wasn't it?
0: No. I don't think He's Shanky the is the, the pitch. pitch. Veer is the pitcher. pitcher.
1: Okay. 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 Yep. What's Bobatoon Day? Remember Bobatoon
0: Commander Aziz, right, I believe. Right. 71 overall.
1: Where's... Wow. 71. That man broke yeah. up. That man shut up and broke up an Intercontinental title match at WrestleMania. Yeah. Speaking of that, where's Apollo?
0: 79.
1: Wasn't that, wasn't that just awesome that we did that? That was that was the beginning of the Nigerian the beginning drum of, fight. That was the beginning of like the ruination of singles Big E. Right there.
0: Yeah, man. So um wh- what do you guys think of the ratings? Let us know. But yeah, man. This is
1: Bru Haven said uh Papa H has no love for his NXT kids. Nah, man. In, in fact, he ain't got no love for Shawn Michaels. He gave that man an NXT job and said, we dropping your whole career down to 88. Fuck that 95 you you you, you built over decades, right? Nah. Hey, dropping Shawn down Michaels.
0: Uh, NXT kid. Literally. Um.
1: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.
0: Yeah, man. So, uh, let's move it over to AEW Dynamite uh, this week. Uh, This was like a post show, kind of reset show, I think. I wasn't Particularly like enthralled about the night, but uh, like, a lot you of didn't, angles like all the
1: goddamn heat on the show. No, that didn't bother me,
0: but it was just like I just didn't think that stuff was necessarily good. Um, I mean, that's
1: a part of it is like they're gonna give you a whole bunch of things, you know, all, every all the baby faces got their ass kicked, like almost all of them. It's like, okay, like, he, can you give me half of that and then like do the other half two weeks from now? Jesus,
0: um. So we opened up with, uh, you know, did, did some clips from Revolution, and then it started with Jay Lethal and Orange Cassidy. When this match was announced, uh, a lot of people online were aghast. They were tired of seeing Jay Lethal already. Um, this match was okay. Um, I I was kind of bored. Um, but, you know, Orange Cassidy always gets a crowd up.
1: Um, it started What do you think it is? It started slow, especially um, oh. uh, them getting to the story of. Orange or of uh, Orange Cassidy has has an injured damaged uh knee and Lethal has an in- injured uh arm and like ultimately it didn't kick into gear until they got up both on the apron and then like they're exchanging chops and then Orange starts doing like the the you know the you know the soft chop stuff and then from there um it was really good but it just um I think they played it too straightforward for Orange Cassidy at the start they didn't give enough of The Orange Cassidy stuff at the beginning, and then have you know, then do that stuff, and then get back to the goofiness. Um, which is kind of the magic sauce of what he does when his magic, he starts with it first. Um, and I think I think that I think we're kind of so used to it that that kind of hurt the crowd. They're kind of like, We want to see the thing that he does all the time, do the thing, do your dance. And he's like, No, I won't do my dance till later. And he's like, All right, well we'll, well, we'll be here until you do your dance. And he did his dance, and the crowd got into it. You should do your dance more often. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. So, yeah. I
0: thought the finish was actually pretty creative. Like, uh, exactly. Le- like Lethal goes for the Lethal injection, but his arm gives out. Um and also, catches-
1: and also it's embarrassing. It's like, bro, you knew you had a bad arm, you still tried it, and he, <laughs> and he fucking failed.
0: Where's your ring savvy?
1: <laughs> right.
0: Um but Orange Cassidy ends up getting the win. Um then and- there was Lethal was going to attack him, but Bryce Weinberg basically tells him to go away. And then all of a sudden, the Last Outlaw appears, right. uh, and attacks Orange Cassidy and hits him with a guitar in the knee. And we know this is the setup for one of 2023's most anticipated matches: Jeff Jarrett challenging Orange Cassidy for the newly dubbed AEW International Championship. I can't wait.
1: So. Jay Lethal was ultimately just a guy that was there to soften him up. He's just a goon now. Yeah, i I never really took Orange Cat. I never really took Jay Lethal as a goon to set up for Jared, who is the real big act, he'll act of the thing. I, I just thought they were just a in a tandem. That was weird to see, like the whole have the match, have the well fought match, lose. Distract the ref so that I know that Jared's about to come in after this long ass match, and then like take his knee out because I knew I was never going to actually beat Orange Cassidy. Why? You know, why did you quit earlier? It was it was it was it was whatever. But like I will say this: um, when Jer- when Jared came out and Cassidy was down still, and he hit and he bashed that fucking thing over his knee, I fucking howled because mm-hmm. <laughs> you know normally you know you, you see him with the guitar you expect just to bash on his brain in it, like, okay he's gonna smash it but when he hit that knee I was like that's fucking hilarious because like <laughs> because I had never seen it bashed over someone's knee and that shit exploded and then Orange had to sell the leg that shit was funny
0: sound like Double J when you over
1: you know He popped uh, me. he's always popped me with the, with the guitar stuff though so like that ain't really I, nothing new
0: look I uh, I'm I'm saying it now, strap up double J. What are we waiting on.
1: Uh, I wouldn't do Let's that. Let's do but...
0: it. Let's do
1: it. I wouldn't do that, but 'cause I, I can't really <clears throat> be expecting Jeff Jarrett to be out here having championship matches in two thousand twenty three. That's dumb. Like I dreaded watching that man in the ring in a tag match uh a couple weeks ago. <laughs>
0: So uh after that we um we learned about the break in that Warlow suffered. Uh I was completely fooled by this thing. I thought this man actually got his shit jacked. Uh, that's a lot of trouble to go through, so I don't really feel bad about being fooled on on that one. Um <clears throat> so they did an interview with Hobbs backstage, basically said he was gonna win. Uh he would never get jacked, uh essentially. His neck uh, of the
1: woods, yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh, there's one thing Warlow has and he doesn't. That's a right to be called champion. He's going to take that from tonight. Uh, Ricky starts came out, uh, got on the mic, said he's done it all. He gets people ask him what's next, and the truth is he's not sure. Always love hearing that from our baby faces. Um, but <laughs> the, the question –
1: let, just want to let you, you people know that. Believe me, I don't know what what I'm doing from here on out. I have I, I have no idea. I have no idea. I showed up to this building I, and I I was lost. I have no goals. I have nothing left to aspire for. Haven't I? Haven't I inspired enough of y'all? I ain't got none for me. I have nothing. To, I have nothing for myself. I was giving all to y'all. That's when you turn heel when you say shit like that.
0: Yeah. But the question that weighs on his mind is not what he's going to do, but where he's going to go next. And all of a sudden, a Bullet Club graphic popped up. Music appeared. Starks uh, was looking at the uh, entrance, and then all of a sudden, Juice Robinson came in, uh, attacked him, and I saw this, and I was like, I saw Cody Rhodes versus Juice Robinson. I did not like that pro wrestling. Um, Big feud for Juice Robinson to kind of try to carve some real estate, and I feel like I say that for him all the time, and it has not quite taken uh whether it was John Mosley or Darby Allen didn't stand out in any way against either of those guys. And now Ricky Starks, um if you ask me, who you know, are you what kind of, you know, match you have an easier chance with it might be Darby Allen. It might be John Mosley. Um juice versus Starks here. Uh I feel like this is a short thing for um Ricky to to get a win and then launch into whatever he's gonna do next, but this is about to be a gentleman's three.
1: You sure it's <laughs> that? Yeah, I I I won't disrespect him too hard. Look, man, I have no interest whatsoever. Um, like <clears throat> I gotta People see. People were just begging for to... that
0: Jericho thing to end. Sorry. People were just begging for that Jericho thing to end. You know.
1: Yeah. Um. There, there's no way to have it a match as good as that from uh, oh. that opener. And like I wasn't necessarily thinking that was a great match. I thought it was a very good match. That's like a three and a half, three and three quarters type of thing. Um, yeah, I just don't think Juice got to on the board with me first in AEW for anything else. Like I'm, 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 I'm just gonna keep my arms crossed and and not want him on my screen until he until he comes through. So you will have to prove it because he's had opportunity and has not worked, as you mentioned, with notable people that always have good fucking matches. So um, <laughs> yeah, man. Like he, he, look can you imagine if jay lee came in wrestling like that he would never he would never be brought back he never be brought back nope ars fox never would have seen him again
0: yep um i think the thing with juice is you know people have her- heralded him as this great promo and everything like that but i got news he's for a all wacky promo it's very wacky and a lot of his stuff was built on cussing right a lot. Yep, you can't cuss on national television like that. You know, you can you can. It's AEW, so you can probably drop a shit here or there, or or an ass, um, or something like that. But like, I'd think a lot of his stuff was built on cussing. Uh, the stuff that I've seen, at least. Uh, maybe yeah. there's more stuff. That's, but,
1: I think it's fair to say.
0: Yeah. So like, you know, and we all know the rap on Juice since 2019. He's not been the same. I don't know what happened to him. Monstars got him. I I don't know, but. I'm I'm just thankful he he didn't choose to show up as a blues brother again.
1: <sighs> um, I I I don't think I've I don't like Hill choose Robinson. I haven't liked it. Um, I didn't like that G one run last year. It was It was very uh, underwhelming to say the least. Like he was in there with Will Osprey, and he had to go out there and have the first half of or the first half of Osprey's run. Um, and those Budokan Hall shows was, I need you to hurt me, hurt my neck so that I can get to Naito and then Naito, you know, has a master class on my neck and it wasn't even that good. It is Will fucking Osprey. So, um, yeah, man, I, um, I just don't like this Hill thing with him. Um, I haven't heard any of his Hill promo work, so I, I can't speak on that. But like when he was a baby face and he was, you know, the flamboyant stuff, like, he was a wacky promo, but he was fun at times, right? I don't know what it's going to look like in AEW. Um, we got. I just. W- I want to hear him talk first. I want to see where it goes. I want to. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give him that in like. But to see where he goes with as far as talking, but promo. I'm sorry, as far as match. He got the. He got proof with me. To,
0: to me, he comes off as a guy that knows he might have missed his chance to kind of become a real big star, and now he's just kind of, you know, he's kind of accepted like. His lot in life here but um you know and i think you can take that back to some of the questions that uh i think Keeping strong saw was asking him uh, back in the day where he just kind of gave these awkward answers it was like you know why do you think you you haven't got like you know your your chances compared to other people that are americans that have been in new japan uh as far as america and he just gave like i don't know it just i i think he's peaked um and maybe maybe that's, you know, that's all right. Maybe he can just come and be a, a good contributor. We shouldn't be expecting superstardom from Jesus yeah. Robinson. But
1: Yeah, but like if you go if you're gonna be asked to be a contributor, like you better contribute like Trent or, or uh or Frank Gazarian because like we could have Frank Gazarian turn heel and he have good ass matches.
0: I mean Cause Aaron don't work here no more. So,
1: well, you know what I mean? Someone of that, <laughs> that fit that role of being a person yeah. that coming to like shit. Christian. Fine. Shit, you want to say Christian, Christian comes in. Mm-hmm. He feels his role. He feels that role of being a guy that comes in. Jay lethal too. Comes in, mm-hmm. has really good matches normally.
0: So after that, we got an interview with Ward Low. He was in an FTR t-shirt. I was like, man, we couldn't get that brother. Nothing else to wear. Um, but you know, he, he he was there. He said, he doesn't have his gear tonight. So he wants to match. Uh, to be a false count anywhere anything goes match tonight
1: uh, I like he- the idea that that they're trying to get us to believe that um one of the ftr guys like handed him down that gear out of they out of whatever they got and like they wear the same size stuff that world wears that's what they tried to that's what they tried to put over on us
0: that's not the worst thing that they've tried to pull over on us uh this evening so that's true. <laughs>
1: That's true. <laughs> um, he
0: said nobody's going to take the TNT belt away from him. Okay, partner. Um, <clears throat> Renee's in the ring. She said to interview Ruby Soho. Uh, Ruby came out. Uh, she said it's pretty obvious why she joined up with Ray and Tony Storm. Says we all created this monster. That's right. Us people with the power. Um, she said her very, very first match was against, uh, title match was against Britt Br- Baker. And when she lost... These people were thrilled. True. Um, so many people fast forward past that to the semifinals of the Owen Hart tournament where she faced another homegrown and Chris Statlander. Remember the response that when she got when she beat Statlander? They boot her out of the building. True. Um, then we got the revolution when Jamie hit pinned her pender in the middle of the ring. She realized no one was ever going to come to her defense. No one's going to be mad when she lost and no one in AEW would ever appreciate her, but she's not the only one. Uh, Tony Storm came here and was so unappreciated that she got called an interim champion. Uh, now, this was Cap. She said, we all begged to to come out of retirement. And then all these fat neck bearded mouth breathing trolls came after her in a moment's notice. They've been outcast since the moment they came to a W uh, James. Uh, well, she said, basically, the broken foundation is the entitled shits in the back. Rookies that think they deserve the world. So she wants to bring out her entitled rookie opponent Sky Blue. I thought it was actually a good promo, uh, for being a you people promo.
1: Yeah, it's one um, of the better you pr- you people promos I've
0: heard in a long time. Yeah. Um, I, I specifically remember the Stat Leonard thing. Like for sure. That's exactly why she got booed. Like all of um, it all of
1: it from her from her perspective all mm-hmm. makes it's all honest and truthful, right? Like obviously The reason why the crowd immediately went cold on Saray was because, like, she, you know, did the big league stuff, right? Yeah. On Britt. But at the same time, you can make an argument that, like, people got, people are too particular about those kind of words or whatever else, especially when, like, it's two people arguing with each other that don't like each other, right? Like, you say mean things to each other, and then all of a sudden it turns into, wait... But Brewer is really a star. It's like, who, who gives a shit? they are two people that hate each other. They're going to lie. It's fine. So, um, so yeah. But, but, like, yeah. So, from her perspective, I thought that, like, all that stuff had shades of truth that are good enough to to be believable from her perspective as a character. And, um, like, for me, as far as I'm concerned, she's the leader of that group now. Soraya, Tony. Tony don't really do much of the talk anyway. She's really about the wrestling. And then, like, Saraya ain't, you know, right now ain't too good at either one right now. And she's she's the third in the ring, so like, yeah, make that you know that is the new riot squad, and I'm good with it for right now. Um, yeah, I like I like the direction, I like the promo, I like the match. Honestly, uh, it wasn't like it was some great match or, or even a very good match, but like I like the stuff that um, that she was doing with um, Sky, Sky Blue. Blue. Sky Blue clearly is inexperienced, and she had to stay in there with her throughout the whole match.
0: Yeah, um, like this was decent uh, as far as far as the promo. Uh, like you said, I think she made some good points, and you know she the whole story thing was I think was funny. But yeah, um, and I think my ears were so trained to look out for the U pupil promo, and then growing that was like, right. oh, she actually like right. kind of made sense. So right, like uh, I guess I'll, I I'll give it, her props on that.
1: Right, it's second that I see a, a match that knows going to go long, and I see like the heel roll out the ring I'm like fucking a. Can you just stop? Can you <laughs> not right now?
0: What do you, what do you make of them being called the outcasts, James?
1: Um, she mentioned in the promo that they were they were outcasts. like the name as far as like the connection to outcast a rap group. It's 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 a it's obviously a coincidence. We're um, yeah. not a coincidence, but like yeah, that's there. If you want to you know say they shouldn't use the name, that's up to you. I think it's fine. I think it's a perfect name for or a perfectly acceptable name for the way she, what she stated in that promo is like. We came from another place and we came here and you light this for a second and then you turn and then you turn or quote unquote, you know, favorite other people than us. And like now there's no place for us. We're kind of displaced. You, you, you kind of are social outcasts in this company. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I'm
0: glad. I'm glad they didn't decide to spell it the same way and use the same. Oh, that would never. And, and, and motif and, never and everything like that. So uh, is, look, thank you guys for not doing that.
1: This is a GCW. We stopped this. <laughs> Oh, uh, but so was kind Can't wait till the uh GCW pay per view drops. <laughs> only GCW bombs over Baghdad. You know, humble GCW presents humble mumble. Get the fuck out of
0: GCW here. GCW presents Idle Wild. You know,
1: <laughs> no GCW presents the mighty O.
0: <laughs> GCW presents liberation.
1: Wow. <laughs> <sighs> um, players ball gcw players ball i
0: feel like that's happened
1: i feel like that's happened it could
0: have <clears throat> um gcw
1: gcw southern plan was like cadillac music <laughs> gcw does their first show in atlanta They call that shit AT aliens <laughs> Sick, uh,
0: absolutely sick. Ruby wins with the destination. God damn no it, longer.
1: GCW Rosa Parks. Oh, and they do that <sighs> shit. They shut that look. They can that, That's one. They, that's will, the one they can't do. They be like,
0: well, I, "I will show up and throw tomatoes <sighs> at the ring." Sick, absolutely sick.
1: Oh, man. damn you, Adam. Oh, GCW so fresh and clean. Is something they've they absolutely have thought about doing that one. They've absolutely thought about doing that. <sighs>
0: Um, so post-match, Saray and Tony Storm bring out the spray paint because, of course, got to paint them up. Yep. Uh, and they also painted up Riho this week, which I was not happy about. Um, That's the heat, brother. Yep, they got me. <laughs> they got me. Uh, I was like, how do y'all scoundrels spray paint Riho out here? No. So um, Will Nightingale comes out. She's trying to talk sense into Ruby, but Saray and Tony kind of circled uh, around and then Willow – all of a sudden, can't see anymore. And then she got uh, attacked, and then hit with a no future. This was LeBron James, you bumming a month material or week material from Willow right here.
1: I, I don't know as so much as a bum. She didn't fight as much as she's just a dummy. Like, okay, she comes out to make the save of Sky Blue. She comes out wearing an AEW shirt, which is dead giveaway to like, oh, she's gonna get laid out. Damn dummy, why are you look? Why Why are you Willow Nightingale with your own fucking t-shirt coming out in the AEW company shirt? Anyway. Well, Paint it com- on. Yeah. Come down. Obviously, you know, I, it was what? It was her. Was it her, Tony, and uh, Willow that were like a trio?
0: Yes. She was teaming with Ruby.
1: It was Ruby, Willow. Who was the third? Was it, was it Tony?
0: Don't know. A few third. months ago. Before. I, I, I don't remember.
1: Okay. Well, anyway, um, so they were so they were like a you know they were hanging around each other a lot on 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 TV or whatever else. So then she's like you know kind of doing like come on you ain't got to do this this ain't you you know it ain't too this far to you, come. This isn't you, Kobe, huh? This isn't you, Kobe. <laughs> so so then you know all three were in the ring. Uh, in the middle, obviously. Uh. Saraya and Tony were on the on the on the sides. When she rolled in, they rolled out, and I was like, "What the fuck? They chip? Fin- like, are they waiting for Ruby to lay her out?" And then nope. they just basically rolled out the side, came came and rolled in the ring on the other side. Or sorry, uh, rolled out the ring on the sides, went behind uh, Willow, came to the ring, and then they just you know, attacked from behind, and then they you know they laid her out too, and I was like, "Damn it, Willow, you damn dummy." Damn.
0: I mean, many of our greatest baby faces are dumb, so I mean, yes,
1: you know. that's what makes it extra frustrating. You know. Uh,
0: so after that, we got Hangman uh, interviewed backstage by Renee. Uh, said he's been doing better physically, but his soul and his heart are doing just fine. He did what he did on Sunday, not because he wanted to, but because he had to, and let that be a warning to anybody else that wants to try him, because he'll drag you through hell. He then apologized to Renee uh for what she had to see and if he wants to blame somebody don't look at him. Um or she wants to blame somebody, don't look at him. And it's uh she basically he basically like clears up, hey, I know this has been awkward for you and hopefully everything's all right. Um and but after Sunday he's finished with John Moxley.
1: Yeah. Um his face was like his forehead and face all he showed up up.
0: with that eye. Jesus.
1: Yeah I don't I mean yeah. I was fucked up, forehead fucked up. You can see like on his um Mike Hunter's Ryan's neck is all fucked up too. It's like, and then you see Moxie, you know, later in the show, you're like, Well, who you tell me who won that fight? <laughs> the motherfucker that lost looked fresh as a daisy. Except for a black eye. Uh, so yeah, uh, he uh he lost the aesthetic battle on that one, uh Hangman did. At least he won the fight.
0: After that, we showed a post match promo from MJF uh, talking about his win over Danielson. Said he's gonna celebrate being the most perfect wrestler in the world. He's gonna do it with a rebar mitzvah. We've been seeing all these photos of him uh, from when he was thirteen years old, uh, popping up in the advertising this whole week. So we'll see what that's about. Uh, he's really pushing this best in the world thing, best wrestler in the world thing pretty hard. Uh, so late. when
1: you think he's coming in. Who well, you said that he's pushing his best in the world thing, so I figure you meant that Punk was coming back, so he can go ahead and uh, take that L to uh, to MJF.
0: I I thought it was more like you know him s- setting the groundwork uh, or making fun of Danielson because they've been calling him that, and then well, I was thinking it was both let, let, letting him size Kenny too a little bit too, so.
1: I, I think it was all of that. Like his his whole thing now. Well, you know, I guess now that we're past the, uh, it looks like we're not getting into the Eddie Kingston thing. Is like, all right, who are the highest acclaimed guys or whatever else or whatever else they get the, the actual talk or at least you know has the gimmick of best in the world or whatever else. And he's about to you know get up against them, have his best match of his career against those guys, and then claim that he you know, Yep. right. He's being like this. Is what like this is what like Miz and Daniel Bryan should have been if like Miz was. A
0: better wrestler. I think that was um one thing that I said before this whole thing started. I was like, I guess their goal is gonna be to do Brian versus Miz, but like in a way that WWE could never do it because Miz is Miz clearly the wrestler level. that or athlete there that, uh,
1: <coughs> that MJF is, yeah.
0: Um after that, Tony Shavani was in the ring to interview FTR. So it was good to see Cash Wheeler come out um and then both of those guys came out to the ring and they talked about how the few last few months have been uh they lost to the acclaimed the guns they lost three sets tag in roughly a month and they lost one of their best friends in wrestling and the world uh meaning jay briscoe um and they had to take a step back and a recharge and all that stuff. And all I heard was, man, they did a lot of losing. Sounds like they need to start over, brother. They need to go to elevation, start racking up some wins. You know, AW Dark, Tuesday, let's get these boys back working.
1: I thought you were more thinking like, I was thinking like, they're more or less saying like, hey, you know, we were on our way out of town. And then like, we heard that Vince is back. And we, and like, we, we sorry to Mr. Tony Khan. We sorry for all the <laughs> things. We sorry for all the things we started. But uh, we hope that we can, uh, you know, start over again. That's what it sounded like
0: to me. He said they can't sit at home in good conscience and watch the Guns call themselves the best team in wrestling. I said they're good, they're the champs, and they're the future, but they're spoiled, disrespectful assholes. Uh, Their father gave them every advantage, and his dad couldn't do that. He taught them how to fight and be respectful, and he's going to teach the Guns those lessons. Dax Harwood uh, also was there. He said usually he'd talk about his daughter, but he's going to talk about us, the fans. I said... <clears throat> he said at a time where he thought he couldn't be loved or love pro wrestling, we showed him that he could, and damn it, he loves us too. December, they closed the book on the greatest uh, trilogy of matches in their career, and they knew they had done something special, and the guns took away that feeling. Uh, his last memory of one of his most special friends in the business was taken away, and now is the time for retribution. It'd be easy to beat their ass, but they have to hit them where it hurts and take away their tag belts. They have to do it for themselves, for the Briscoes, and for all of us. Top guys out.
1: Uh, you left left out one key point of what uh, what Ball said
0: at the end yeah go ahead and let us know he says
1: something along the lines I can't remember it verbatim but I, I watched this today he said It's finally time for FTR to win the AEW World Tag Team titles. In my mind, I was like, You fucker, you've done it again. You're back on this on this FTR non shit where we are out here pretending as if you've never been the AEW World Tag Team champions and you and the mighty mighty FTR have been held back by the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. Fuck y'all. Stop doing that shit. That's annoying. And it rise up your fam your your group your most wild, ridiculous fan base. Uh, That are also those Cornetters that are also come out here and say that discussing shit to Riho and whoever else is on the roster. You're doing a disservice to your own fucking like colleagues. That's bullshit. Stop doing it.
0: Yup. It's never happened. They're treating the shit like it's Andre the giant, never being slammed. Uh, But this is actually, uh, you know, this isn't the first time the FTR and FTR non has started pushing these things about things that they claim never happened. You know, they claim the Young Bus never did a <laughs> have never lost
1: right. before. That, that's what goes in line with this shit with their with their fans is like, bro, like you are you are stoking those flames. Like when I when I saw that shit today, I sent a message to you. You remember what that message was? Yeah. You want me? To, should You're I say go, it? Go ahead. I was like, this is like the equivalent of the, of, of like when Trump was telling like um the the uh, the Proud Boys is this, this the sit to stand back and stand by. It's like. You know what you're doing. You're speak you're trying to speak in code, except this is obvious to every fucking body. Stop that shit.
0: <sighs> Love that F T R. Love that F T R. Um Yeah. So um uh, you know, I you know, I support their uh their ambitions, you know, let them boys, you know, have a nice series with the guns, perhaps even win the championships. Let them go on a run. Let them start running through the tag team division. You know, just beat this team, beat that team left and right you know and eventually you know you know you you might need to do a big match you know eventually you know and then when it's time for you to lose we'll just keep going um ar fox and top flight taking on the jericho appreciation society um this was kind of fun uh seeing these guys in there (laughs) goofy
1: so garcia and Guevara, who who have historically always worn trunks to the ring, they come out in the leather in the leather pants because they're they're all like you know mem- is Jericho appreciation, they're appreciating their daddy Jericho. Yeah, I thought it was fucking hilarious. They're all in leather pants. It's like what is this? <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought you know it was okay. I feel like they're I feel like Ar Fox and Dante are like protecting uh Darius a little bit. Like Darius is still doesn't shouldn't be out there yet or something. It feels yeah, like he's Daris very intended still compared to what he used to be before he hurt himself.
0: I, I think Darius has got to kind of – he's got to recommit a little bit, I think, to the
1: uh, – I get what you mean. So, yeah,
0: so um, – but beyond that, uh, this was kind of like a, a match just to – introduce uh jazz into the trio's ranks. Yeah. Essentially. I don't mind this unit. They all kind of do different things. They're they're pretty entertaining. I don't uh, mind. J- I
1: I honestly wish that like I wish that Guevara and Jericho or Guevara and Garcia were just a two V two tag team. But this, this still works. At least for yeah. now.
0: So um they ended up cheating with uh Hager hitting Dante Martin <laughs> yes. with the or Darius Martin with Floyd and then um you know, you didn't get the win. Not the um, podcaster. Yeah, shout out to Floyd. Um, we'll probably cut this shit off as soon as we started. I'll talk about FTR. But um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, after that, uh, Angelo Parker tells us uh, that they it, it say it's the greatest trios win in history. Tells the crowd to light the beam because they're in Sacramento. Yes. Of course. Um, and
1: like. The crowd was like halfway happy that like they got acknowledged about the beam shit and then like the other half was like, Hey, don't don't mock us.
0: Yeah. Like, wait else? a minute, fuck you. Like <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I I actually watched uh them versus the Knicks on I wanna say it was Friday night. How uh, was they're, that? They're a fun watch. The Kings are a fun mm-hmm. watch. Like Zabonis Z- Z- in, in um in Fox, like they're gonna be their go to guys in the playoffs and like they look like they're up for it. Um so, but yeah, like that light to beam thing, like they after the after the game, they beat the Knicks and like I never seen it, I only heard about it, like in podcasts, and I saw them press that shit, and then all of a sudden they cut to the outside of the ring and that shit beamed up like the fucking enterprise outside the the state. And I was like, Oh, okay, I get it now. Okay, that's cool, yeah. that's kinda fun.
0: I hear light to beam and I started thinking about Pookie, beam me up Scotty, you that, know? That's what I was thinking too at first. I was
1: like, <laughs> I don't even know what this means. y'all talking about Beaming up the same way that other people talk about beaming up, because that don't sound exactly like something you should associate with the NBA. This ain't the eighties. Um yeah. but yeah. Uh it, after that. I like you know, I like them doing that stuff for like the local crowds. I do.
0: Yeah. Garcia gets on the mic, says they should be the number one contenders for the trio's belts. Uh Sammy says they're the sexiest group alive. <laughs> uh then the lights go out uh, after Jerko reinstates it. I knew the Elite was coming out the whole time. A lot of people thought it was House of Black. We're doing that, but I was like, that was a good switcheroo, yeah. I was like, bro, they've got to find a way to get Omega and Jericho in the ring together for Winter Peg, and um, this is how they do it. Um, I I didn't get my singles match I wanted, but I guess it's the next best thing. But um, Kenny gets on the mic, says for the last three years they've stayed uh, out of each other's lanes, and he likes to think that comes from mutual respect. When you talk about the trio title, then Don cuts him off, grabs the mic, says the elite established the trio's belts, and after revolution, it should be obvious. They're the number one contenders. On a personal note, him and Chris have been friends for over 30 years, and he agrees with people to say Jericho's one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Unfortunately, he's only the second best wrestler from Winnipeg, and he says even if he he had a couple months to train, Chris might be number three, and then Jericho was pissed. uh, Challenged him to come down and get it. Lights went out, of course, again, uh, because the House of Black was like, how dare anybody else turn the lights out? Um, And then they appeared uh, on the Tron, and then they turned the lights out again, uh, after Malachi Black said, "Hey, y'all all deserve to be humiliated in y'all hometown," so if y'all want us, uh, the lights basically came back on, cut off again. Then they're in the middle of the, of the, of the joint, uh, basically between the, the ring and the stage, bottom the of the ramp, the
1: top of the ramp, and uh, JSA that's in the <clears> ring. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and then you know the lights go out again, and then they're gone. So they set up a, a triple trios match. <laughs> <laughs> A triple trios match uh, next week for the trios belts. That's so be uh great. yeah, that's gonna be awesome.
1: Um, no, think Okay. It, it's it's the Elite, it's Murphy, I'm sorry, Matthews, it's Malachi, and it's Guevara. With not with eight other bodies to work with amongst all that talent we just mentioned, plus the mind of Jericho, plus the mind of like callous on the outside fucking around like they're going to break out some outrageous shit
0: like I would because give cuz they're going to be in Winnipeg like, and they're
1: going to want to have a crazy match for their hometown
0: bro I would give them like the last half hour of the show or like open the show with this shit like, I'd open and say y'all go 30 minutes like <laughs> run it um after that um yeah I'm, I'm into the match so um so yeah. t- Tony Khan then appears and we'll talk about the joint now he said that Orange Cassidy will defend the all Atlantic title against Jeff Jarrett for the final defense of that belt next week in partnership with Warner and discovery and to promote the new Shazam movie, they'll be leveling the title up to create the AW international championship. So uh, we get a hype reel for the film and the title defense next week. So, all Atlantic Belt is now the AW International Championship.
1: Well, it's going to be a, it's going to be the same belt design, except they're taking. From what I saw, it's going to be the same exact belt design, except they're yeah. taking out All Atlantic and at adding International. So, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm fine with it. I'm wondering what made them change it out of All Atlantic. Maybe it's because I don't know. Maybe I wonder what happened from up top that made them say, "Hey, change the name."
0: Yeah. Um. Maybe they just start. They just kept looking at that Japanese flag on the belt and was like, "Yeah, in, we can't in change. China." Yeah. Yeah. Like, like we can't do that. I uh, I actually like the name change. Uh the 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 IC Championship. I
1: That's well, they got me, here. For me, I was okay with it being all Atlantic at the time because, like, obviously, it was functioning as an Intercontinental title. But there's not many names you can come up with that doesn't make you in, think of the intercontinental title. And now it's international title, and for all I think about is the inter-fucking-continental title. So, like, I see why they went with All Atlantic or whatever was a particular reason for why. I, I forgot the original name because it was, like, something about, like, something with water touching all the continents or whatever else, yeah, or whatever else, or some poetic thing. And I was like, okay, fine. It makes me, it gives me the distinction of, I don't make, it doesn't make me immediately think of intercontinental, even though I know it functions as intercontinental title. Now, international intercontinental it's a fucking it's an AEW and a kind belt. It is now. <laughs>
0: um but yeah. Um so besides that, like um let's let's keep going. Um
1: yeah. Orange Cast but not lose his fucking belt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> let's go double J.
1: Bro. So, so what what okay, so Jeff Jarrett was your kind of belt or sorry, i am calling it the AEW kind of belt for all on, on purpose now. I'm sorry, on accident now. So like he calls it he wins the international belt and what takes it to triple A and starts doing that race shit again? That's what he, that's what said, that's the first move, right?
0: <laughs> right? Um I don't know. I don't know. But I I, I not really thought man. that far I don't want that. I haven't really thought about it that far. i I'm just on this strap up double J agenda. We'll figure it out the rest later on. Um uh, I think he's been tremendous in this time in the in the company. Um uh, If you if you left your preconceived Jeff Jarrett notions at the door, I think he's been phenomenal. He doesn't have to be a main eventer. Um, If he loses, fine. I'm I'm cool with that. However, I think it would be tons of fun to strap him up.
1: It would only serve the purpose of you didn't want to be Orange Cassidy. You need to get it on somebody else that you didn't want Orange Cassidy to lose to. So, like, that's the only purpose of having him be the champion. So, if that's the case, then I think that's a—I don't think that's a good enough reason not to do it, right? Like, if you're going to make the to, to the champion, right? Like, just having be Orange Cassidy, he'll get more from being Orange Cassidy than he will beating Jeff Jarrett. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I, not I, I to say that Takesh is kid. actually
1: the, the handpicked guy, but I'm saying like someone of that ilk makes sense to have that belt eventually,
0: right? Um, so after that, we got a post-match promo from Brian Danielson strangely that ended up echoing my sentiments from last week where I said this man has to go home uh, he talks about one that teaches kids to fight for his dreams but Max was right his whole career thought fighting was the best way to fight and fight and fight and fight and when he woke up from the bell lock his first instinct was to fight then he realized he couldn't feel his arms and his left leg had no strength and MJF told him he was putting himself for his family and he was right he thinks it's time to go
1: home which is code for these boys and uh, later in show from the show for the turn heel, and I ain't gonna be there. I ain't gonna be there to deal with that until later, and we'll and then we'll see when I return if I'm gonna be healed or I'm gonna feud against them. That's all that really was. Not bad. I'm okay with it. I will say this though. Um, obviously Moxley. Um, or maybe we should save this for later. But yeah, let's save. I mean, it. it's next. Okay. So okay, like, yeah, let's go. it was
0: like anyone. literally Brian Danielson video Blackpool Combat Club entrance. Like, so <laughs> yeah, it was okay. like.
1: Yeah, so they end up facing Orange. So it's 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 Cesaro and Moxley versus Reynolds and Silver. Yeah. And um, I, I gotta say, man, like Claudio, Claudio's a really good fucking bully. We've always known that he's really fucking good at being a bully and just like battering people that he's bigger than. He really is. Um, I, really I think I like
0: match. I like I like this better than him being a babyface.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like you know what it reminds me of? Obviously, I don't think he's at that same level athletically. Um, I don't think he's also I also don't think he's in the ring with a level of wrestler either. But like it reminded me of, like him when he used to like those those uh, Sami Zayn matches in NXT where it's like he's the strongest, toughest guy in the world. He's wrestling this guy that just will not stay down. And he has to like just beat the shit out of him and be so mean to get this dude to stay down. And like seeing that side difference uh, him like throwing European uppercuts to um into silver's chest it was like god he's such a good Billy. and then like the pull apart stuff at the end after like you know they're pushing around those guys then comes down um your boy uh evil Uno comes down and they beat his ass too and that forces page to come down and they you know and they're handling page they got the numbers advantage and then like the cr- then like refs try to help break it up and Cesaro he, like, was in the, he
0: was off on Noli, Like, you're he like, hey, man, I, like, I'm leaving here with something.
1: <laughs> but, like, <laughs> during, like, the breakup part, the pull-apart part, like, Cesaro's still out here manhandling and beating the shit out of Silver on the, on the side or whatever. else so I was like, even, like, while he's supposed to be, like, getting held back, he's like, get the fuck off me. I got more ass kicked. And I was like, bro, you want no smoke with Cesaro, bro. Or, sorry, with Claudio, bro. He will, like, bro. Obviously, you know, like the the, the times when he would like grab Moxley and just carry him and walk him off. It's like, bro, obviously the strong man man gimmick is his gimmick, but we don't know how strong that man really is. Like that man could, that man man will rip your head off like, that man will rip, if he needed to, will rip your head off like the top of a jelly jar. (laughs) You want no smoke with that guy too? He's so strong. (laughs) And he's so mean. It's great. Um, It's going to be great
0: so blackpool combat club officially turns heel um, so I, I'm down with this uh, I've kind of wanted to kind of wanted to boo those guys uh, personally uh, you know from their initial presentation but um, it looks like this might be setting up the summer of blackpool combat club versus the elite so if so uh, sign I mean, me the fuck up yep, there's some I, can reconciliation. See, I can see the elite
1: reuniting and I can see that starting t- and I can lead it, you know, blood and guts and all that kind of stuff yeah yeah,
0: so yep. Uh, there's a there's a lot of stuff to be worked right. out there,
1: and they can and they can finally do a BCC uh, blood and guts right because they'll actually be the heels this time, and they actually get heat <laughs> when they are have the advantage. Supposed to we create our own advantage. We're gonna look. We're man down. We will be your ass.
0: <laughs> yes, bro. That shit was so weird. Like that's funny. We had two like war game style matches last year, right? And they were both they done were, wrong. They were both like, but like one of the alignment was right, but it was still wrong, like how they did it. Because I don't know. It should, and yeah. then like the WWE one, was just like
1: yeah.
0: somewhere yeah. completely else. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I, I I think the prevailing logic for them was like, it's it, it's, it's 2.0 in this ring. There is no real minute finish. <laughs> I think that's what they were coming up with. It's like, you think, so you think, like Claudia, you're like, you think I'm going to sell for them? Hell no. Oh no! This uppercut.
0: <laughs> but um, so they've been. I'm uh, being the elite this week. They had like this uh, flashback kind of. Hangman was on there, and he was kind of hinting at something with with the young buck. So uh, we'll see where that goes.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I have a question. Do you think too much time has passed where now is the elephant in the room? And you can't do it, or you think it's insignificant? Like when Omega left. He, um, after Revolution 2021, um, he didn't see that, like, the Young Bucks basically gave Hangman the blessing to surpass Omega or, or beat Omega, whatever, and they said, and he said, like, I'm going away, I haven't watched it yet, I'll check it out later, and then he just came back, and then he had to go away because he got caught in that fuckery with CM Punk, and now he's back, and they haven't really let them talk at all until, la- until this particular week. Do you think it's too late to actually pull the trigger on uh, hurt feelings over him seeing that eventually or do you think they just let it ride? It's too far past gone and we, whatever we we're going to do with it, we, we can't even do that now.
0: I think they can still do it but I think it would be smart for them to pick it up at a time where it's like after like whatever reconciliation may happen now, mm-hmm. like just kind of let it be uneasy and then like he could always just pop up out of, out of the blue like, hey, I checked out the uh, match, you know, and then it's so on from there. But um, I, I don't think it's the case. Like, I mean, if they did it now, I think it would be fine. I think there's just other things that are more pertinent, I think, right
1: now. Or do you think that's actually like the way they get out of <clears throat> or do you think that's actually like gets resolved? I'm, well, I guess I'm asking like, one, do you think they'll ever actually do something with it? And two, if they are, do you think or they, if you think they wanted to, do you think it's too far past because of all the stuff that's happened?
0: No, because you can pick it
1: up and be like, all right, they go to they do blood and guts, right, and then like Omega turns on them in the middle of the match, at the end of the match, or whatever.
0: You can do I think if they I think you can pick it up just because, like, I think a major part of like the elite like storylines are always constant callbacks, like about just anything, uh, it can right? At any time, so it it kind of all like. It would just be another in the line of that, I think, and it would be fine.
1: But you're not concerned that, like, it's too unbelievable he has not watched that match back and it's been over a year?
0: Oh, uh, I mean, I guess you would just have to paint the picture of him being, uh, Kenny being very busy with his rehab and everything else. Didn't really have time to think about Hangman Page. Yeah, uh, but he had
1: plenty of time while he was suspended.
0: They They <laughs> never acknowledged that, so... <laughs> <laughs> they, they they never acknowledged him being suspended. So,
1: but mean? you ain't got the time. sit your ass home.
0: You know, they send him home. Right, and, you can move and, on. You know, he, he went to the dome after that. So he, he was busy. <laughs> you know, he was training for Will. That's that's what is uh what the cover should have been. Like yeah, I was deep in training for um.
1: <laughs> I knew I was wrestling at the dome. Like you were deep in training, you were watching tape, you decided not to watch the tape of like your last singles match. You right. don't think you don't think lost that footage. Yeah. You know, just just just... somehow just, misplaced. Yeah. You you'd be like, well, you know, I couldn't really get a hold of it. Like it's not like we have a, a network for our streaming.
0: <laughs> that, that's some BTE shit right there. That that would be some BTE shit. You know, I tried to load up the AW network, but we don't have one. <laughs>
1: that would be fucking excellent.
0: <laughs> that's great.
1: Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Kenny, does he, Kenny Omega does he do? listen to us. We, we can fix it for him right there. There's your plausible liability. We ain't got no network. How was I supposed to watch it? Was I supposed to pirate it?
0: Yep. <sighs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm an EVP for this company. I gotta pirate my own fucking show.
0: <laughs> I couldn't even get a courtesy tape of this footage. Uh... Wow. How dare you know I, I couldn't watch it back? <laughs> so, uh, Renee interviewed the acclaimed and daddy ass. Uh, 2.0 rolled up to him, said they love the acclaimed, they have a proposition to him for him. He said they knows the acclaimed are sports entertainers at heart. I fucking died laughing. Um, uh, and you know, they had a nice uh laugh about it. Uh, they told 2.0 to leave him alone because they get on TV more than them.
1: Yes. They're laughing uh, off. as the biggest geeks ever, and I thought it was great.
0: 2.0 was not happy about that shit, so um, we'll see how that goes
1: <laughs> after that. <laughs> they finna get pinned. That's how it's gonna go.
0: <laughs> we got Warlow and Hollis for the TNT championship, and this match started in the back. Yep. Um, The majority of this match I thought was actually pretty good. Um, It was a walk and brawl for a lot of it, and then they ended up doing Some wild shit at the end, including Warlow doing a Swans Han dive outside the ring through a table on Hobbs. Uh, I was actually in the group chat when I was watching this match talking about how awesome it was, and then the ending happened. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, this match rules. And then I was like, Spoke too Uh, soon. Shit. Uh, And what came next was a classic lesson, and we don't really want to beat anybody and um we don't want to actually like like we don't want to take nobody lower and by not taking nobody lower you don't really take anyone higher essentially um and i think how it came off was like it was shot poorly warlow fell on like some like damn like like styrofoam type shit it turned to a last man standing match out of nowhere uh, I thought it was a falls count anywhere match, but this, it was a falls
1: you know, count. It was falls count anywhere, but they did mention on commentary before the match that like there wasn't standing, there was tank uh, takedown as
0: well. Okay, um, but they did a lot of wild stuff around the building. I don't want to sell them short, but then they got yeah. to the end and I saw the the uh, TNT belt over there, and I was like, oh, okay, that yep. must be like their their alternate belt or something. And then
1: ah, that's where that shit finna end, and that's where it's yep. one of them to grab that belt after uh, throwing another one off the ramp or off the top of the stage.
0: QT Marshall comes out. Yeah. He's been wor- working this uh, gimmick online that has looked like he's about to debut, and then it's going to be, next week, the debut of QTV. It's going to be a news organization. It's basically like a play on, uh, like, we we report all the facts, like, the dirt sheets do not, or whatever, so awesome about that. Um, but he does have heat. I'll say that. QT never had a problem getting booed, um, they're putting with Hobbs. Hobbs, uh, I believe, ended this night doing a promo after the show where he told people, "Kiss my black ass," which I think he should that should be his dismount from now on uh, while he's the, the TNT champion. I don't think Hobbs. Um, I don't know how he's going to carry the matches as a TNT champion uh, going forward. Um, they gave him QT to kind of help him. I don't know. Uh, I feel like Wardlow. Um, he is, you know, he he just got that win over Samoa Joe and was kind of flat. Still, he came in, wasn't really, net, you know, this is Hobbs area. Uh, but, he, you know, I don't know what Wardlow does now. Maybe it's a case of just, A, we're just plucking you from this division because you have a win over MJF that we can go back to at any time and we can build you up there and, you know, we can decide if, if you get hot again to pull the trigger or not. But um that's kind of what I've seen this as. This is like one of those classic, hey, you lose the belt, but you might be going somewhere else.
1: He's definitely going to see MJF again. Right now, he should not unless they do something masterful to get him back over again the way he was before, he has no business winning it. Um, but yeah, they're definitely getting they're definitely gonna have him get back to MJF before MJF's reign's over. Like, I can see them doing – I can see them, like, going to Wardlow, MJF beating Wardlow, and then they get to Page, and then Page takes it off MJF. I can see that. Um,
0: And and there's, like, some chatter, like, based on Rampage. I didn't end up seeing all of Rampage. I only saw the end, but uh, Sammy Guevara has been getting wins recently. Jungle Boy has been getting a lot of wins. Darby cut a promo, and then MJF, like, there's talk around the four pillars four-way. For the AW title might be coming up soon.
1: That's on TV, right? There's no way that's a, there's no way that's um, main eventing a pay per view.
0: <clears throat> I don't know, so we'll see. Um, we'll see how it goes.
1: Yeah. So what is this? I feel like I, I saw something about not actually that this actually is true, but Alvarez and Meltzer talking about Darby Allen potentially retiring. And like I thought, that I just figured that like they misconstrued that or misconstrued that as like him going down like the last few matches that Sting has left, to, and them then pulling that out to mean that like Darby Allen too is retiring, and I'm like I don't think Darby Allen's retiring.
0: Nah, like I, I think it was something like Darby said like you know before I'm gone or some shit like that like. You know, Darby career could end end at any time.
1: <laughs> the way right. he wrestles, so right? But maybe like that's re- what he was yeah, alluding right. to. Right. I'm getting like his his retirement or his retirement isn't going to happen based off his decision in a retirement tour. It's going to end up. He breaks his fucking neck doing some, you know, doing some outrageous. and like, we have to, you know, be sad that he's hurt himself or not hurt himself, but got hurt. Like, yeah. I I mean, I don't know what he feels like when he gets out of bed, but I don't think it's at that point where it's like you know, of ninety seven.
0: What, what do you make of Hobbs with his TNT belt going forward? Um, hey, f- fine the with it. Look, look, the agenda.
1: <laughs> fine with it. Thought the match, uh, the stuff they did was a uh, was fun. Don't like the ending with QT because it cheapens, you know, whatever. And also, like, it's a last man standing match. You can catch somebody with banana pit, banana pill, beating him with a, you know, big move at the end. to, to still one. Like, that's the John Cena special.
0: You can win one of these while wearing handcuffs.
1: Right. Right. Um, but I I, I thought... That or like, you can... Or <laughs> you can fuck up the handcuffs <laughs> and not unlock yourself and have the referee completely expose the business. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I thought it was... um. I thought it was. I thought like it was okay. I would have liked it if you know Hobbs had you know somehow smarted Wardlow or got the last blow in like without the help of Q T Marshall or whatever. But um, I know that you know him and Q T were around each other at the time when like uh, there was almost yes, like the factory I, had like a hit on Ricky Starks and like it was never paid off or whatever else. Uh, but that was like over a that was like, over a year ago.
0: That was, like, last August. Now, I remembered that when they mentioned, like, oh, you know, he said he had the favor. I knew exactly what they were talking about. I knew exactly but what he I, meant, I, too. Look, I but, can't assume that, like, I hate to do this. I can't assume that your normal person knew that because right. it was, like, there was no kind of, like... people
1: with great memories.
0: Like, I think for this to be more effective, they would have had to be, like, laid a, a bread for this, like, the end of, like, January or something. Just ran... It, all it takes is 30 seconds of TV time, like... Have powerhouse house walking in the hallway, run to QT, like, hey, like, you still owe me one or some shit like that. And, and, and QT's like, I got you. And then we still, and that was only like a month ago. I think you could get away yeah. with doing it like that. Yeah.
1: I, I think that, I don't even necessarily think they even needed that. I think they need to pull the trigger and not have ever done the Joe thing, the Joe turn, and then the take the tile off Joe or take the tile off Warlow. They should have just went to the Hobbs thing when it was, you know, then like, mm-hmm. The problem isn't necessarily that the the story wasn't told uh to a satisfactory level. It was that so much time had passed, and like the it it,
0: it made it less effective. At and it felt
1: like it was something that was dropped, as opposed to something that was ready, something that was going to be brought back to the forefront ever again. Like how I mentioned, is kind of the reason why I asked you earlier about the the um the Young Bucks page Omega thing. Because like so much time has passed, is it worth it to actually go back to this? Mm-hmm. Or not. Um, Obviously, there's ways around around it to get to it if you want to go back to it. But a lot of time is passing. You'd be like, bro, you bringing up some real old shit now. Um, and you know, one of the issues with AEW is like, like sometimes they will wait too long on a story to, to let it finish. Like, you know,
0: yeah,
1: per, you know, it's like, bro, when was final battle? December 14th, some shit like that. Yeah. We still haven't gotten the Keith Lee swerve match. Right. Right. He's like, there's, there's, there is like telling the story of who's off TV. Oh, Keith Lee was off TV and reinventing himself and all that stuff. It's also like, bruh, it's been four fucking months. Can we get the match already?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. But that was dynamite this week. Uh, I don't know. Like, I think I might like the show a little bit more as we were reviewing it. When I was watching, I was just like, I don't know. I thought they should have came out firing a little harder out of the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know.
1: I, I think they set the table with all the heat they got. Like, I don't think – I'm not saying necessarily the heat was unnecessary. Um, but I, th- I think that they set the table for the baby faces to, you know, move forward like Starks with, mm-hmm. you know, with a new brand-new opponent um, with – like Hobbs and QT Marshall and particularly the factory. What, what is that going to be? Um, MJF gloating that he beat, you know, the best wrestler in the world in an hour plus time match. And now he's going to show up next week. Like they're setting the table for for stuff to look forward to. Right. But I didn't think there was any match that like I thought was, you know, stood out above the rest with some great match on the show, like compared to a normal dynamite. And then like, it was just a lot of setting up heat and and getting heat. And like, I, it was a lot. It was, just, I felt like a little bit too much. I felt like it was felt like it was like three episodes or three weeks worth of normal AEW heat put into one show. And I thought it was a lot.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I didn't think I had any, th- Oh, one more thing. KG Muto, um, yeah. <laughs> the great Muda, um, is going into the WWE hall of fame. Uh, this fucker has done it again, James. Mm-hmm. He, We found, I guess we realized what happened here to get Nakamura over the deal he put me in the Hall of Fame as well. Yep. Uh, I just find this hilarious. Uh, Keiji Muto ensures that he will get another run at Finesser of the Year this year.
1: Rich when they announced the, the Nakamura thing, we talked about it on the show. I'm pretty sure I mentioned this was a quid pro quo and exactly this, wasn't it? Didn't I mention this? Yeah,
0: I think you might've brought that up, yeah.
1: Right, it's like, yeah. Like, think about what KG, what, what the Great Muda me- means to like their their library because a reason for people to go on the network and go through all those tabs and go find some of this shit in WCW and NWA. Like, yeah. Um, and then sure enough, it happened.
0: He's gonna miss somebody at WrestleMania, right? <sighs> Who do you want it to be? Oh, Austin awesome Theory,
1: right? Oh God! Oh, <laughs> um,
0: actually, um, I don't know.
1: I don't know. Maybe he's too <sighs> old for this now. But you know, like a decade ago, uh, yeah, like a decade ago, they definitely would have missed it cold. They definitely oh, missed it cold. Yeah. He would have been. He'd have been emceeing the whole fucking thing, and he all of a sudden got missed and embarrassed as a guy. And might Vince
0: miss. with a belly laughed in the back like an asshole. The Miz. You can see Sam
1: that. brings it up. Miz I is hosting. I, I got Look. one. Hey, shout out to Triple H taking Maurice. Mad Wrestlers out the ring. Miz and Maurice both missed it.
0: Yeah, there you go. Takes the, takes the, the the mist from from the Great Muda. because the Great Muda was I believe was what it was not Keiji Muto so. I don't know. Like, does he like? What does the great Muto? Do they wear? know that the
1: great Muto is a homophobe? <laughs> were, were they aware? Were they aware of what happened uh, at the end of that match with Nakamura?
0: No. They,
1: um, they might want to pull up a, a, a link. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this man has done it again. Um, just, just unbelievable. Um, Jeff Jarrett will be proud. You know. We can wrap it up, man.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's in the show. Thanks for listening, y'all. Um, be sure to rate us on whatever app you are using. listen to this with. If you are watching from the stream, um, you see the PayPal. You see the Cash App. You can donate there. If you are listening to the podcast, you go to the show notes, show descriptions uh, for the podcast and go to the link for our uh, in our red circle and go donate there. And listen to the shows on network um besides when it's you have keeping it strong style the ricky and Clyde wrestling show grown men watching shit great concerts podcast eight bit suplex all things elite great mass generator get in the ring and meet the press time thanks for listening y'all later peace